Hi, you've just tuned in to Movie Professors. Class is now in session. Let's start the show. Hi, welcome everyone to Movie Professors episode 4. Uh, Professor TJ Clubberlang and uh, Professor J.B. Bourbon here with our top 50 favorite childhood films. Today is uh, March 19th, 2021. So... Happy Lane St. Patty's Day to you, laddies. Uh, so, uh, top of the morning to you. Welcome yeah. to the show, laddies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we find a wee bit of pot of gold. <laughs> uh, get some for some fine shoe shining. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, we're, so anyways, uh, anyway. if yeah, if you haven't listened to our show before, what we do is we get usually a list of top fifty something or other, and we kind of see where our lists match up, and uh, you can play along at home if you'd like. And as always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or anything, you can reach us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. So we're coming to you live from the Sawdust City Candle Studios, you know, so hopefully our fives and tens of listeners, you know, just enjoy the show. Ooh. Looks like Professor T has a call here. Uh, of no importance. Of no importance. He's not the president. Yeah. Duh. Sorry about that. Oh, you want to say anything else, Professor T, before we go? Uh, no, I just, uh, you know, looking forward to this, um, been a while since we did a show, so let's, uh, let's get the classes in session. Yep, featuring America Bourbon this time. Oh. So we're drinking America Bourbon, supporting the troops. Cheers. America. I forgot to add because it's been a while since we uh, recorded. Is uh, anytime Troy and I have a meta match because we'll have some matches hopefully along the way. Over under is 10 for this one for our top childhood films. We'll see. We play a particular sound when we match the movies head on. If it's the same number, let's say he has a number 47, whatever, and I have the same 47, whatever. That is a magical moment as uh, Professor TJ Clubber Lang has coined it, and you'll hear this sound for today. John Matusak, you know, slots from the Goonies. So, let's start it off with Professor T.J. Clubberling. What do you got for number 50? All right. Number 50. Grew up watching this movie. Uh, taught me some skills behind the wheel. License to Drive. Excellent pick. Both the Corys there. I don't have that one. Oh. Oh, for one, that's all right. And I know the next one for me, number 50, Troy doesn't have. This is a movie I mentioned. It's a seven-minute film, but this movie has suggestive themes. Why? I'll tell you. And it got me in trouble. I remember my parents can remember uh, with that little graffiti on the wall. It's a uh, number fifty. I got Harold and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> you, you remember Harold and the Purple Crayon as a kid? I remember seeing. It. So it's like a seven-minute film. I remember watching it in like elementary school. There's this little guy named Harold. I don't think he talks. Now it's a little ball baby with this purple crayon. He just draws stuff and it comes to life with his imagination. And like I remember him like drawing a boat or something. So like ah, I remember drawing my wall. 
it, was, it took me more than seven minutes to clean it up. <laughs> I know my mom, I think my mom found it. She wasn't happy. She can remember. So Harold the Purple Crayon, number fifty. At least you didn't insert it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this one's gonna be on your list, though. Number forty-nine for me, Michael Keaton, Batman. I do have that one, Woo! but as you know, that's my favorite '80s action yeah, film. Yeah. So Michael Keaton, Batman, number three for me. Oh. Yeah, and I did have the action figure. Dang right. Cool. Except I remember like it, like the belt would shoot out like this little cord and stuff, mm -hmm. and it kept getting caught in things. Yeah, not a bathtub toy. I'll get stuck in a drain. <laughs> <laughs> Should have had Joker's flower that shot that acid. Yeah. <laughs> so number 49 for me, another zinger in left field right away. It's Denise Austin's step workout. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched that movie quite a bit, and I, I bet, never worked out. <laughs> I bet you did, Harry Palms. Yeah. <laughs> yep, a coming-of-age film. <laughs> uh, uh, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one didn't make my list, but... Was that or between Sherry's Laundry workout type thing? Sure. <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> well, uh, I'm at 48... I'm already going heavy with the Corey Hames here. Right, but we got, we got I one. Got, is it? I, got, I got Lucas. Lucas, yeah. Oh, we've been talking about this a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Lucas, as we, we mentioned, I believe, in our last episode, controversial film, only because that was allegedly when the documentary of the two Corys came out, uh, The Rape of Two Corys. They never named this movie, but they pointed to the direction that this was the film that uh, Mr. One Charlie Sheen, hashtag Tiger Blood, Blood. assaulted Corey Haim and part of the whole demon starting for him in his life. Uh, good pick. I don't have this one. N another one. I watched this in the adult and I couldn't believe I watched this as a kid and I loved it. But that's when I guess you have imagination. So number 48 for me, Babes in Toyland. But it's the one, like, I think it was early 90s. It had uh, Keanu Reeves and True Barrymore. And, uh... Like, if you could play a drinking game with that movie as an adult, how many times they say Cincinnati in the film? You'd <laughs> <laughs> be drunk in 10 minutes? Yeah, you would be. It's just, it's it's so bad, that movie really is. It's not Keanu or Drew Barrymore's best work. It's, uh, like, so pretty much, obviously, it takes place in Cincinnati. There's a snowstorm, and uh, Keanu's Jeep gets into, like, uh, into the ditch or something, and then, obviously, it all goes to Babes in Toyland, so... Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it unless you want to make it a drinking game. And the movie's <laughs> hilarious, probably then. But as an adult, like, I can't believe I watched it. Mm. A little ashamed of myself. I'm on number 47. Well, I got some Police Academy action. Police Academy. I, I just watched that. Cadet so, Mahoney. Cadet yeah. Mahoney. Yeah, that's number 11 for me, yeah. Mr. Larvel Jones. Yeah, so Michael Winslow in that movie, if you know the voice guy, just just hilarious. I just like all the like the voices and stuff he does. Like, there's like one time it's like lights out, and then uh, <laughs> is that a video game? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> game over, asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When uh, when LT came through, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a it's a great movie. Um, if you see it on TV, it sucks because all the good funny stuffs edited in that, but. Yeah. Uh, they don't sure make it like that anymore. And uh, yeah. I, uh, I specifically like um, Zed, Zed's character. Oh, that was in the next. Was that the mm. Bobcat Goldway? Yeah. Yeah, that was like number two. <laughs> 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 nice bike. <laughs> when he pulls up to that guy in the, on the moped, yeah. <laughs> then they end up being uh, roommates. Yeah. 
So, for me, that puts me number 47. I don't think Troy has this because little disclaimer, Troy and I are about eight years apart, roughly in age. So, this is a 90s film, Burn Gully, animated film. Mm-hmm. I think it was the soundtrack that got me, but very catchy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are going on the left field. Yeah, I guess. Good got, for you. <laughs> got, to, got to break the mold here and get more films. Speaking of going on left field, we're going right out in outer space in this next one with Space Camp. Oh, shit. <laughs> I liked that, but that was like an 86 that came out, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was that, a great movie. That was, I uh, uh, love that movie. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, at the time, you know, he <laughs> was maybe like, uh, I think, 9 or 10, first movie that he was in. I remember seeing that movie, and the, and the big, obviously I saw it in the 90s, and the big thing in the 90s, too, was to go to space camp. I always yeah. wanted to go to space camp because of that movie. Yep. Never did. That would have been fun. Yeah, it's probably expensive, though. Except for the gyro machine. Yeah. Or gyro? Yeah. Quiro? <laughs> yeah. Euro if you're an asshole. Euro if you're Greek. Yeah. <laughs> so number 46, another 90s film here. This actually, I believe, features Michael Madsen. Oh. But yeah, but it's not what you think. It's not, I'm not stuck in the middle with you. I know what it is. What do you think? I think it's got a, a orca in it. Yeah. <laughs> that was my orca noise, but yes, yeah, number forty-six. Free Willy, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> free Willy. Yep, forty-six. Ooh. Free Willy. Mm-hmm. Didn't make my list, but <clears throat> I do remember that movie. Forty-five for me. We got a movie about some some blues playing. It's the Blues Brothers. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. It's uh uh it's a movie called Crossroads. Oh Ralph Macchio. Yep, the karate kid. Mm-hmm. Makes a deal with the devil down to crossroads. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing, I guess, with jazz musicians. It is. Yeah. Delta Blues. Yeah. So so number forty five. I want another animated route. Robin Hood. From Dis- Disney's oh. Robin Hood. The animated version. Yeah, I like that. I want yeah, a lot. I think that came out in the 70s, I believe. Yeah, good pick. I like it. Pretty solid, but... There it is. Who was the uh, sheriff of Nottingham, that bear? Yeah. Yeah. For number 44, for me, I think I watched this movie probably about, I don't know, 500 times in my life. Critters? Damn it. I don't have that one. Um, It was a real staple in my house. <laughs> I think of them little critters, I always wondered, like, man, how do they, like, roll around? And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they're, like, they're standing on two feet. And I could never understand, like, how they how they shot that. Like, oh, that was so cool. How they, like, rolled around on the, on the floor, and then they're standing up. I think that movie, too, is PG-13. Yeah, they yeah. have it at the library. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, nothing wrong with critters. All right. So, number 43, we're going to go back in time a little bit. Jackie Gleason on this film. Oh. And Richard Pryor. The, I got the toy for number Dude. 43. <laughs> 26, 42. He's uh, playing that mannequin in the uh, mall. <laughs> uh, man, that's a good pick. You, you got that one? No, I don't have that oh, one. Oh, I got excited, so I thought maybe. Yeah, but uh, the, the kid in that movie is, uh, what's his name, that sticks his tongue on the oh, pole. from uh, Christmas Story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was the kid. It's like, what do you, what do, you do with your thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that, yeah, that was kind of a, yeah, a coming of age thing in that yeah. movie. And he's, you don't worry about <laughs> the toy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're supposed to play with me. Yeah. Oh. You do what I want. Yeah, so the perfect example would be a spread. Yeah, rich kid. Yeah. 
When he can't buy a best friend. But it can buy Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for a while. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, number 43, I know I've talked about this movie in a couple other um, lists, but uh, I watched it a lot when I was growing up. Um, Mask with Eric Stoltz, Cher. I should have known that, yeah. Yeah, with, I, uh, I yeah that it was a lifetime yeah, film, it was, but it, it was a good movie. It was good. Yeah, Eric Stoltz, who originally said it was supposed to be uh, Back to the Future, but... Because uh, he couldn't act. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he couldn't do comedy, is what they said. Yeah, so... His timing wasn't... I think I, I would have been... I don't think that trilogy would have been what it was with Eric Stoltz compared to... You wouldn't have a Back to the Future trilogy with him. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, The Mask, that was a great pick. Uh, Rocky Dennis. Yeah. True story. So, to number two. So I said 43 before, so I got two 43s because I can't do math here. <laughs> right? You got to do some uh, quality control before I do this. But, um, so my official 43, the real 43, because 44 was toy then, is another Disney film, actually, is The Great Mouse Detectives. <laughs> I just I like the, the the one of the villain characters like he was like not a main villain was a widget or I think or fidget it was fidget the bat and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man, you're hitting me with the Disney. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this movie is um, I think it's fairly unknown. It was pretty low budget, uh, but as far as comedy goes, it's as raw as it gets. Night Patrol. Oh no! I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, got the unknown unknown comic in it. Linda Blair's in it. Yeah, yeah, quite the. Yeah. So Murray Langston, uh, he wrote the movie, and he plays the unknown comic in there. He's a police officer. <laughs> just a big. I mean, he's he's just an idiot. <laughs> but uh, he night he uh, sort of um, his nightlife is uh, uh, is a stand-up co comedian. And then someone starts going around committing crimes with a... He wears a paper bag on his head like the stand-up comedian does. And they uh, they want to catch him and they end up... Like, he gets blamed for everything because, you know, someone's portraying him and doing crime. But uh, it's it's really funny. And then there's like a whole bunch of... It's like imposters that are, hmm. you know, putting bags on their head, pulling off all these crimes. But, uh, you know, uh, Pat Morita from Karate Kids. Oh, yeah. He plays awesome. a cross-dresser. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, and he... No, I haven't seen that. The I... crime that he got pulled on him was that he was told to play with his wee-wee over and over again. <laughs> Make you go blind. <laughs> he said the first couple of times were okay, but then it started to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of a side note, but it reminds me of the, like, the paper bag thing. That was so dumb but funny. Have you ever seen the movie Tammy? Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rental, if anything. But it was just funny because, like, just... She does like the shittiest robbery at like a fast food place. I think she even took it out of the garbage outside the restaurant and the, for the restaurant. She puts the paper bag on, oh. and then she covered her hand with the paper bag too. And he's like, to, like, give me everything. Yeah, I, 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 like it was so dumb. But she's like, give me those apple pies too or something. <laughs> it's just a paper bag thing. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> so uh, to me, number forty-two. Uh, this is uh, I kept renting this all the time from the video store. It's a Peter Billingsley film, and uh, I haven't seen it. God and shit, uh, 25 years probably, was the Dirt Bike Kid. Mm -hmm. Peter Billingsley is the Dirt Bike Kid. Yeah. I, I love that movie so much. It actually made me want a dirt bike. You should buy it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I probably can get one affordable now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But it was it was just funny though too, cause like, cause his mom gave him I think money to go grocery shopping. He buys that bike cause the kid like like cause some kid didn't appreciate it or something. But the bike was magical. I think it could fly too. So. Take everything back in the 80s. Was that that came in the that was like oh, early? That was early 80s. Yeah, yeah. I remember everything the was like magical and its powers were it could fly. Yeah, because I think the, there was concerns too in the movie. Like the the main bad guy was the bank dude or something because like he wanted he was gonna take his mom's house or something probably mm-hmm. something like typical 80s type movie. But mm-hmm. so it turns out I did get a dirt bike later. It does not fly. <laughs> <laughs> you get the right kind. Yeah, no, no. This, it was around the same area. It was like a 78. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brings me to number 41. Uh, Iron Eagle. Iron e- I knew you'd have that. Yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. yeah. Like the poor man's Top Gun, but just as good. Hey, but, comparable. Yeah, and Iron Eagle, like we mentioned a couple of shows ago, it had, well, even though there's a Top Gun sequel coming out, or it's supposed to be coming out, Iron Eagle had a couple sequels right after that. So yeah. mm-hmm. it tells you something. And a good soundtrack, too, that Nick. I own yeah. on CD. Yeah, I was going to say because I thought. No, I upgraded. Yeah, you got you to gotta give it the times. Yeah. You could probably just get Spotify and get it, too, probably. Mm. Uh, yeah. Spotify, I've heard of that. Yeah. Also saying. also features movie professors. <laughs> um, so number 41, this is a nine, early 90s film for me. Again, as an adult, I don't know what I saw it kind of thing, but it was called Monkey Trouble. Oh, I thought you were going to say Monkey Shines. No, Monkey <laughs> Trouble. This one, uh, the main character, actor, actress was Thora Birch. You remember Thora Birch from uh, Hocus Pocus? So there's uh, this monkey that she ends up running away from its owner, Harvey Keitel, was the owner. And it's, it's, a, it's a monkey that steals things and stuff like that. So anyways, the, the monkey gets treated like shit. You know, Harvey, I think Harvey Keitel is an alcoholic doing that. But uh, So the monkey runs away from him, and so she finds this monkey, kind of takes as a pet. And the monkey obviously likes to steal shit, so the monkey was stealing stuff from people, and it kept putting in Thor's stuff. So I think her parents one time with movie went through it, like thought she was a thief, but it was really the monkey. But uh, yeah, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, this is I can't believe I watched this as a kid. That was magical to me because like I want a monkey, not a monkey that steals stuff, but that'd be cool to have a monkey. He was just curious. Yeah, I I didn't remember. Yeah, I had a friend that had a pet monkey, but. Uh, it seemed to just throw its own feces and uh, do things with the wall, you know, shoot stuff on the wall that wasn't pee. So, <laughs> mm. yeah, oh. it's messy. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Mm. He's probably watching uh, Denise Rich, Denise Austin's workout video. <laughs> Steph workout, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like your little tie in there. Uh, number 40 for me. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite horror movies, and I watched it a lot growing up. Popcorn. Yeah, it's just uh, the premise. Kids in high school, they try to save this uh, movie theater that's going to be closed down. So they're going to make their own uh, all stay in, lock in all night. Um, horrorthon. They show like three shitty horror movies, and uh, they're all done in like 40, like um, Aroma Vision and Shaco Vision and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. But yeah. It's, then someone in the movie, uh, one of the cast members, is uh, going to try to recreate uh, a movie that was filmed earlier, and it didn't have an ending, and he's going to complete the ending um, by uh, killing one of the uh, main uh, female actors in the movie um, right on the stage in front of everybody. And, but yeah, it's it's pretty cheesy, but it's I don't know, when I was a kid, I thought it was the shit. 80s magic, man. It was. Awesome. 80s magic. No, I got you. I, I was getting... 
Like, huh, I'm gonna have to check that out now. Yeah, <laughs> I own it. It's mm. up there on the shelf. Yeah. So number forty. Give you a clear. Ugh. It's not a tumor. <laughs> Sounds like Arnold. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad <clears throat> Arnold. I was like, I was, if I don't try, I can get it pretty good. If I try, it's horrible. But uh, take a drink of the America, and you might be able to get a little <laughs> bit more of that. How, how, how's that American bourbon hitting you? Uh, I think I was peeling some paint with this back in uh, shop class. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. So American bourbon, uh, for the price, it's. Not the best, but uh, like I said, we're supporting the troops, and it's aged one year. Or most, most bourbons, if you want to get a good bourbon, side note, 12 years would be the age. Or Pepe Van Winkle. Yeah. 25 years. Family reserve. If you got a good, use your stimulus for that one. Um, so, but, yeah, so my number 40, <laughs> the party pooper, kindergarten cop. Yeah. Yeah, you got that one? No. No, I, you got no. excited for well, a second. I, I like that movie. I didn't, make, I didn't make my list, but. Yeah, even as an adult, that's still hilarious, though, yeah. too, like. Girls have, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. And say this it. is a no. This is a fire drill. <laughs> this is a fire drill. Get out. Uh, let me talk to the drug dealer of the house. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you can watch that movie today and still get a lot of good one-liners in yeah. that one. So, an interesting note too here. I think I mentioned another show with one of our quotes, but uh, like uh, the teacher that played that he hooked up with there that was Dominic's mom mm -hmm. she was Brenda in Adventures in Babysitting yeah so it was kind of interesting because the movies came out around the same time frame so you see her kind of as a teenager there but yet she's an, an older adult there mm -hmm. kind of like a Ralph Macho move if you will right. yeah. yeah okay number 39 for me I got a John Can John Candy classic movie all right I'm that I uh, uh, like to watch uh, in the summer summer rental have you ever seen that one? It's been a long time. <laughs> so I, I got the burn going on here. That's bad, I know. But, but we're doing it for America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fish, so, official drink of grunt style, too. Uh, <clears throat> I had a burp. I almost felt like I was going to puke. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Summer Rental is my number 39 pick. I, I like it. That's solid. If you haven't seen it uh, in a while, I suggest checking it out because... It's even funnier, I think, as you get older. Like, pretty much anything John Candy you see is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, because I, I got, like, it was it a number of years back, they had, like, a John Candy three-pack that came out where it had a Great Outdoors. It had, what else did it have? Uh, Uncle Buck. And then it had a, that one where, I can't remember the name of it, but he, like, he's that soap opera type writer, you know what I'm talking about? Like, where he gets stuck Harry in Harry Crumb? Was it Harry Crumb? Oh, what was the name of it? Um, there was somewhere he got in a car accident or something like that, so he's stuck in like the like the whole like thing. I'm gonna remember it later. But, yeah, so <laughs> you know, any, anything John Candy you can't go wrong right. with. Period. That that's the bottom line. Yeah, that's, that's so good. I'll wrap up my tangent on a good note. Yeah, you, anything John Candy, it's gold. And he's it's too bad he died early in '94. Like he was still in his 40s, I believe, when he died. So. So number 39, this movie here, this was a, I think, early 90s movie. Uh, Dom DeLuise does a voice of the main character, so it makes it funny. But as an adult, I saw this. Like, I saw it on a streaming service somewhere. Oh, I remember we reading this all the time. It was garbage now. It's called Munchie. Munchies? I was like, Munchie? I think it was Munchie or Munchies. Munchies, because he was like some kind of like monster thing from outer space or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a really cheesy horror movie? Not supposed to be horror, but... Like, I don't know, because, like, it was some kid found him or something somewhere, so 
and then like he just helps this kid out kind of thing. And he, it was kind of like like the same premise that reminded me of like in the like Little Monsters movie with Howie Mandel, mm -hmm. kind of like the same concept. Oh no, okay, I'm thinking something else. Yeah, like I, I can't believe I even I think Lonnie Anderson's in it too, but uh, no, I mean yeah, she's with Bert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now. It's funny that you talked about Brenda. Yeah. Because at my number 38, I have Adventures in Babysitting. That, that's a great pick. Um, let me double check my list here. Um, double double check and triple checking so I don't come back to it later. I know I don't have it. I, I really I really love I love that movie too. That's a great movie. It was. And now, uh, side note, uh, I have a big crush on Elizabeth Shue. So, mm -hmm. and I did when I was a kid. So, still do. Yeah, she's aged well. I like this <coughs> bourbon, but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say a thing I was gonna point out too. I don't know if I mentioned it in one of our last shows because we had adventures in babysitting cult. But um, that guy that she got was it Todd? Was his Mike Toddwell? Mm -hmm. The guy that she that was um, the actor that played uh, Mike Toddwell was actually from Wisconsin, Bradley Whitford. Yeah. And then I liked his license. He had a sweet car though. So he had that cool. Camaro. Yeah, was it was it too cool? So cool. So cool. <laughs> uh, he's the guy that drives the red Camaro, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the guy who kicked him. I asked last <laughs> summer for touching his car, which I didn't do. Ah, uh, he didn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Yes, he did. He did. He kicked my ass. You want to see the footprint? Yeah. <laughs> and Daryl uh, Daryl Cooper Smith. Yeah, Daryl Cooper Smith. Oh, I like about Daryl that movie. He's just like that asshole friend though. Like he's just so annoying, but he's yeah, funny. He's like, funny. He's like, you, know, you think of that too? If I probably try to agree with this when you were that age too you were just we're probably just like i'm just saying dumb shit where it just annoyed people and then remember when he uh, i was carrying around that playboy yeah because he thought that uh, charlene <laughs> was, was elizabeth the, shoe. the uh, character that elizabeth shoe plays the babysitter uh, yeah. was chris yeah and uh he's like yeah you got to see this month's playboy because the centerfold looks exactly like chris she's got these humongous and he like shuts the back door <laughs> just as you see him <laughs> But like, there's like a running joke, uh, like throughout the movie. There's a couple other people that get a hold of the magazine, and they're like, they have to take a double take and look at her, and they're like, yeah. "Wow, it, ah, well, it's not her." I like it too, like when they when they escape, like like those uh, bad guys from the chop shop, yeah. and they end up in like that uh, like blues club or something. Yeah. And that guy's like, "Nobody sings here. Let's sing, sing the blues. <laughs> Nobody leaves here. Let's sing." The blues. And then they sing the blues, yeah. and they get the hell out of it. And then like the bad guys get stuck on the stage. You gotta sing the blues. <laughs> it was funny. Take the Brady Bunch upstairs. <laughs> so, so number thirty-eight. This this movie brought a lot of movie magic to me as a kid, and um, a lot. It's made fun of on a lot of TV things, but um, when you're young and you see this, very impressionable. Mac and me. Dude, you got Mac and me? I I don't, but I, I could have fit it in. Yeah, I, I love that. I just like it too. Like where like that one scene. I think they're at McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, he puts on that bear costume or something. I thought that was amazing. Like and oh, you, oh, you did the moonwalk on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, I remember on TV a lot, you'll see this movie reference where it's being so bad where the kid in the wheelchair is falling off the cliff or something. <laughs> Don't worry, you get safe. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, Mac and me. Oh. That just brought me, oh, that just reminded me of another, uh, I forgot one that I should have wrote in here. Oh, we might have, maybe we could add it in later for bon bonus content. Uh, okay, so, this is no shit. So you just talked about Mac and me. And I remember watching. I think this movie came around. It came out at the same time as Mac and Me, um, but they're like similar, like premises. Yeah. Um, 
Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, yeah. You know, because remember in that they had that restaurant scene too, mm -hmm. where like Jennings is starting to like switch over to the the Dark Overlords are taking his uh, body over, and he's yeah. like crushing all the ketchup bottles in the restaurant and stuff. But, <laughs> Wasn't that directed by Steven Spielberg? Uh, George Lucas. It was George Lucas. Okay, because I knew it was somebody big. So anyway, I know George Lucas. That's one movie he admits that he never made. Like yeah, he, he doesn't. He's, he's uh, embarrassed with it. I don't know why. I don't, I'm saying that's a cult classic, really. Right. Like at the time, obviously a flop, but right. you know more yeah. people saw it and like it, there's a lot of funny elements to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really like. Uh, I'm a master of quack foo. Quack foo. <laughs> Is that your number 37? No, that's Howard the Duck. That's what he tells that guy. That no, but no, do you have Howard the Duck number 37? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I am. Right? Sorry. Yeah, I got it on DVD myself. <laughs> so it brings me now to my 37. This is an animated film, early 90s. This is, uh, brought me a lot of joy. DuckTales the movie, The Treasure of the Lost Land. I think I think the DuckTales theme song was catchy. Maybe that's why I liked it so much, you know. DuckTales, woohoo! Yes, that was terrible, but I did it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Rewrite history. <laughs> that stuck in my head. In Should we put that on the oh, intro song? Yeah, no, we got a different intro song that you listen to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. It's, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't know if it's good enough. I'm on number 36. I should put this down for number 16 just to be kind of uh, fantastic. But uh, 16 Candles for number 36. Sexy girlfriend. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Fred, there's your Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> Dong's on the grass. I'm surprised cancel culture hasn't gone after that movie. Because <laughs> everybody gets so offended now these days. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, that's a great they never try to like remake that movie. You can't. Like there's, just... there's no way. And then something I want to point out too. Um, because that was a, uh, I believe a John Hughes film. Is if you, any any John Hughes film you look at, like you got a lot of like like the characters that play different minor roles and major roles. They all kind of intertwine because they always have like Anthony and Michael Hall. There's always like Molly Ringwald in there, and then I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy that was uh, marrying her sister in the movie, he's in like a lot of his movies. The janitor, the janitor, yeah, yeah from uh, yeah, uh, Breakfast Club, yeah, mm -hmm. so. If you don't like John Hughes films, you don't have a soul. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. And you probably don't like the 80s either. And then you probably have no choice or taste in movies and we feel bad for you. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> so number 36, this is a 90s film, again for me. Jumanji. The original Jumanji. I love the Jumanji so much. And then they remade it and it was alright. And then the sequel to that, Courage. <coughs> but, uh, you know, so Jumanji. You know, Robin Williams, you know, it's just, uh, what's well, it's interesting about that one, too, is kind of funny, but made me laugh about that movie, because I just watched it recently again, was, um, uh, I think it was David Allen Greer was in that movie. He plays the cop, because he used to, side note, so, like, you know, uh, you know, the main character, Robin Williams, his dad owned, like, the shoe factory in the town, and David Allen Greer at the time worked in the shoe factory anyways, um, so, as you know, right his name Robin Williams disappears into the game whatever so that you know he's a missing kid and so like the shoe factory guy put everything into finding the kid because he was missing so the shoe factory goes under so anyways he's find David Allen Greer and a little bit later in the movie you know he's like you know the cop for the community so it's kind of funny that like uh, at one point in the movie since you know all hell breaks loose because they're playing Jumanji 
like monkeys got into his car <laughs> and then like they like, like they were messing around inside and then like he's talking to somebody outside of the car and then you hear Poof! They, 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 got, they got the shotgun in the center mount and they blew a hole through the roof. I thought it was awesome. And they took off driving with it, I think. <laughs> the monkeys did yeah, they, yeah, it. Yeah, was, it was CGI, but uh, yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think this one might be on your list. I hope so, because it's just funny, though. Like, I just want to point out, like, it's normally, like, we don't do guesstimates beforehand. And we do better than we thought we did. Yeah. And we picked 10 and we're only at 2 so far. All right. But these were, our childhoods were a little bit different. Like there's, like you said. Yeah, we, we, we both have appreciation for these. Troy grew up in it. I had two years, so it doesn't count. Really, and I'm more 90s, but I'm looking forward to this one right here. Predator. Excellent pick. That's made a lot of our, well, yeah, a lot of our um, shows, but no, I, I don't have Predator. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to change it up a little bit, but like. Fuck, I used to run outside when I was a kid thinking that I was Dutch. Yeah. You know, I was just rolling around. I had toy machine guns and all that stuff. And all I right. thought, man. Putting some chaw, big chaw. Every kid wanted to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and have 29-inch biceps. Yeah. Great pick. Mm -hmm. So number 35 for me, speaking of wrestlers, though, former wrestlers, because, you know, you had <coughs> Jesse the Body Ventura, obviously, uh -huh. in, in Predator. This isn't Jesse though. Number thirty-five is the Hulk Hogan film. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got two guesses. You, you, one. I'm thinking. I know what you're gonna guess, and it's gonna be wrong. One, you might be right. So go. Suburban Commander. That, that's Commander. what I, I thought you were gonna guess first. But no, not it. Okay. Oh, he's drinking. Oh, what's your second guess? The nanny. Mr. Nanny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number thirty-five. I thought that was hilarious. That movie. Cause like them two kids just drive them nuts and to the breaking point. You remember, uh, not to get off a uh, different movie, but remember when he did that no hold, no, no hold barred one with Zeus, oh, Tiny Lister. Long time ago. It was, it was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that one didn't make my list. Uh, number thirty-four. I know I've told you you got to watch this movie. You got to you got to get this movie. Um, Band of the Hand. Lawrence Fishburne, I, I, it's still... Dude, this is so good. Uh, any of the five or ten listeners we have uh, ever seen this movie, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, It's so under the radar, but soundtrack, if you like Miami Vice style. Miami Vice number one. Yeah. <laughs> that was your own trip. <laughs> yeah, done in the same vein. Um, it's, really, it's a really good movie. So, so I know what I like about Miami Vice, what taught me? Rocking polyester suits and turtlenecks, not wearing a seatbelt. Mm -hmm. And uh, no socks with alligators. Slip <laughs> yeah. Alligator slip-ons, if you can afford them. Yeah. Don Johnson made that show yeah. by far. Yeah. But back to my list here, number 34, another 90s films. It's a sports film. Oh. Mighty Ducks. Oh. Coach Bombay gets himself in trouble, obviously. He had a coach with, like that... Uh, Rec league type hockey because they got an OWI. <laughs> and then my favorite part, no, not my favorite, but one of my favorite parts of the movie is like the poop dollar in the beginning of the movie where those kids like found like a purse and they put like that dollar wrapped in dog shit. Uh -huh. And then some guy, like, I think he had a Trans Am or Camaro, ironically, great car, but he gets out, grabs it. Oh, we got a we got a listener calling in. We don't. That was my mom. Oh. 
I thought it was maybe your extended warranty retired, uh, expired. <laughs> what happens all the time if you got a phone, it seems like. Yeah, maybe that was George Lucas. Yeah, so yeah, the poop dollar. So the guy <laughs> grabs the purse, whatever, with the money, and then he slams on the brakes, and they, he's pissed off because obviously it's money with shit in it. And then he catches yeah. the kids laughing. He's chasing after him, and a bunch of shenanigans ensue. So Mighty Ducks, if you haven't seen it, you got to period. Did you know that they're doing a, a Mighty Ducks 4? Really? Yeah. I just saw it yesterday. Like the, it looks horrible, but. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for that. Because, like, 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 obviously, any kind of movie like we talked about earlier, yeah, the first one's good. And then sequels, it can be make or break. You know, the second one for Mighty Ducks, I thought was a great film. Third one wasn't bad, for the most part, minus you didn't have, you know, Millie Estevez really in it. And then uh, fourth one, I no, I think there comes a time where you got to put, like, a series out to pasture, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, I haven't seen the previews, but if you're already telling me, so. Yeah. Can't go to the wishing well too often. Mm-hmm. Kiss and tell. Number, number 33 for me. Uh, so, John Candy and Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. They're all in the army. <laughs> Strike! Strike! Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I didn't see it until an adult. Any of you guys call me psycho, or Francis, and I'll kill you. <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. Stripes. That is a classic movie. And I don't like anybody touching my stuff. <laughs> Wasn't that directed by Harold Ramis? Yeah. Yeah, Harold Ramis had a lot of great movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He yeah. had a good run. Yeah, rest in peace again. Yeah. yeah. He really passed away early, before his time. Yeah, I remember uh, when they go down to the recruiter's office, <laughs> and uh, him and uh, Bill Murray are like, uh, the recruiter goes, are any of you, um, you know, homosexual? <laughs> and uh, Bill Murray's like, you mean like flaming? Or And he's like, well, just, you know, we got to answer. No, we're not, but we are willing to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, will they send us someplace special? <laughs> yeah, I'll just sign here. Yeah. Get well, Sammy. That's what he signs. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So number thirty-three for me. This was a movie, a rental film. I rented all the time as a kid. Anthony Michael Hall's in this one. I could say it's a Top Gun knockoff. Into the Sun. It was like came out in ninety-one. It's a, it's a lesser-known film, mm-hmm. but I remember, some, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but one part that always stuck with me, somehow, I think, uh, I don't know what happened, where I think Anthony Michael Hall, I don't know if he crashed down, got shot down, so he's, either he's a POW behind enemy lines, and he has cigarettes on him, and he gives them to one of the captives, or, so, or the captors, and uh, like later in the movie, somehow something happens, like this place is bound or something, rough guess, something like that, so he escapes on some plane, takes off, and then... Whatever guy they gave cigarettes to, oh, no, 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 the cigarette king, cigarette king. It was, it was hilarious because they called him the cigarette king. So it's definitely a rental film, but a lot of good cheap laughs in there for me. But I don't know if now because it's been 20 years. Right. Okay. That was a bad Arab accent. I'm sorry. No? Well, that was uh, a lot of bad movies back when we were, uh, we were a kid. But brings me to my number 32 movie. Wildcats? Oh, Wildcats. We just talked about that. You got audio problems? No, we're good. We're, we're good. I just had to double check our audio because when Troy and I were starting earlier to me interrupt, we were having some technical difficulties because it's been a while since we did the show, but everything looks 10 to. It was dusty. 
Yeah. Yeah, Wildcats. Goldie Hawn becomes a high school football coach yep. to a bunch of inner city youth. And it's it's really funny. Uh, just just check it out. I don't want to keep uh, boring everyone with the synopsis of every, <laughs> every movie on the list, but. Well, yeah, sometimes you gotta share, but uh, so up down to me here, I'm number 32. This is a classic film. Written, I think Frank Oz wrote the book. Follow the Yellow Brook Road with Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz, man. But the monkeys scared me. Them flying monkeys were scary. No, you don't have that one? I don't. That, that's all right, man. Double checking, triple checking, The Wizard of Oz. No. Oh, yo. No. Dang. Sorry. Right. I'm disappointed in myself. Um, a little piece of trivia about that movie is that there's uh, the guy who plays the fortune teller. He's got like six roles in that movie. Like, yeah. He's like the the wizard, the gort, the uh, doorkeeper at the wizard when they when they get to Oz. Yeah. He answers the door. He's um, when the when they first get to the yellow brick road after the house falls on the the witch, um, he's one of the uh, Munchkin. Mm -hmm. um, here he here he, you know he's one of them. So he, I don't, I think he might even be one of the uncles. But he's got like six roles yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Budget. Yeah. It's funny you mention that though, the Munchkins, because I remember that was Martin Mulls, one of his, I think his first film, he played a Munchkin. Mm. So, well, another funny thing about the Munchkins, uh, I read a book about there's a um, a hotel in California uh, called the Chateau Marmont. Yeah. And it used to be kind of a place to go if you were the it thing in mm. Hollywood. Actors go there and they party and all that stuff. Well, uh, the Munchkins from that movie. We're going there, and they were getting shit faced, and they were like hanging out in the pool and stuff, and they were falling over all drunk and stuff because they didn't get, they didn't have jobs. You know, it was like their first real working job. They were getting paid, you know, and they were just partying because they were hanging out with like where the actors and actresses in Hollywood, you know, they were living their dream, but they were like, you know, falling off, you know, falling over drunk in the bushes and stuff because <laughs> they can't handle their liquor. Yeah, kind of like my shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, well, yeah. and they were, I guess, like grabbing girls, and like, a couple of them were getting kicked in the head and. Yeah, the munchkins, you get a little booze in them, they get all touchy-feely. They're getting wild. And yeah, the lollipop guild unleashed. Some of them were getting hip-tossed into the pool. <laughs> I believe that. Or punted get off. me, you. <laughs> yeah. So, number 31 here. Oh, wait, no, it's on to you. Never mind. Mm. Was it, uh, I almost jumped ahead there. I got excited. I'm on 31. You're on 31. And then I'm on 31 next. We got a horror, horror movie for me. Uh, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, it's a great pick. I don't have it, but great pick. Nice surprise ending at the end, so like I won't a, spoil it. Yeah, but. M. Night Shyamalan twist, if you will. Mm -hmm. But obviously before M. Night Shyamalan. You won't even see it coming. I was going to ask you about it. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a bad pun. So number 31 here. This one, because I kind of... This is kind of for my dad here, because uh, I kind of mentioned him before this year, like... Hey, if you don't mention whatever movie here, I know you're full of shit. You know, you're lying. So, oh. so number 31, RoboCop 2. <laughs> and why is it RoboCop 2? Because that was the first RoboCop film I saw. And then I know for, it was like, it's not Columbia, but there was some kind of movie thing, like Columbia at the time when I was a kid, like where you got so many movies for whatever, or you had a part of a membership. My, my, my parents warned me, well, RoboCop 2, oh, he, he likes cops, you know. Yeah, so I was pretty young to have a rated R film, but anyway, great film. So it's all right, you know, it's better than the third one. 
But uh, so first one obviously can't go wrong. Second one, not bad. So RoboCop two. All right. Also played it for NES. <laughs> Number thirty for me. Uh, this movie only made the list because uh, I kind of was a wrestler when I was a kid. So everyone who was a wrestler watched this movie. Vision Quest. I knew you were gonna have that. I knew you were gonna have I that. Uh, yes, because that that meant made a couple shows. It did. It did. I think uh, whenever wrestling season was going on, uh, I would always watch Vision Quest, and it put me in the wrestling mood. In the mo- yeah, you are you were a wrestler, so absolutely understandable. Sixty-eight pounds represent. <laughs> Undefeated, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Represent? No. Um. So I'm at number thirty here. Chris Farley film. <laughs> yeah, this one of his not his last film, but close to his last was. Uh, he went to the hills of Beverly, disguised himself as a pimp at one point. <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. Like, that movie is dumb, but it, you have a lot of good one-liners there and stuff. Like, just, it's just stupid funny, like, throughout the whole film. Uh, I think, like, like a great thing I'm in the movie, too, in the beginning is I just, like, for a lot of good laughs, is, like, when he goes through all that ninja training and stuff, he's just horrible at it. Yeah. Remember when he tries to hide behind that pole? Yeah. Like, World's Worst Ninja. I'm hoping that this is going to be a match. I'm hoping. I'm hoping but, here too. So, this movie was uh, a big influence on me. This was the first movie that I ever saw in an actual drive-in theater, outdoor drive-in theater. I saw it. I was uh, four years old, and it was E.T. Yes, I have, but not a match. Match, but I not a golden match. I have it for number twenty-five. All right. E.T. Yes, because I had that on VHS as a kid, and I remember for some reason that like it was like. The most reels were like uh, like white or something on tapes. It was green. I remember the real like the reels like oh. the plastic reels were green. Yeah, it's irrelevant. But uh, oh, Elliot! But uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, a lot, lot of magic with that movie. I uh, I wanted my own ET after that. I had one. Uh, he was he was pleather. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, remember him, but that's uh, a collector's item if you still have it. It is. And in uh, I'm sorry, I keep fucking sidetracking. In Critters, they <laughs> actually have a uh, the same toy, the same stuffed ET doll in the movie Critters, and they look at each other. They're, a critter is looking at the ET doll, like, and he he says like in critter language, you know, what in the hell is this? And then he like commences to like chewing his head off and ripping the stuff <laughs> out of it. But it was sort of a thing like you know, two extraterrestrial, one for feel good, one for horror, and uh, I think the critters. Oh, my pen caps flying, but. Yeah. Contact E.T. I want. Also, that's uh, put Reese's Pieces on the map. Yeah, and uh, I think it was one of Drew Barrymore's first films, to be honest with you. And I, I there's a lot of kind of like funny parts, too, in there, too. It's like, you know, comedic drama a little bit. And I mean, there's some sad parts, very touching. But I like it was like, when it was like Halloween or something. He's like, like somebody had like, like the one, I think his brother, Elliot's probably had a fake knife in his head or something. Yeah. He's like, ow, shit, no, no. ow, shit. He's trying to hide his hand. Yeah. Because like, oh, no, no, E.T. could heal things, but yeah, yeah. he thought it was He was going to give him the glowing finger, and he's like, no, no, Gertie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I laughed so yeah. hard with that. Oh, that was, a, that, was a, that was a great pick. That was probably, well, so we're up to number three in matches. We could catch up, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think we will. So number twenty nine. I hope I hope Troy has this one. If not, it's alright. It's a John Candy film. Mm-hmm. Great Outdoors. Number twenty nine. Takes place in. Suck the, my wake. Yeah. I don't have. It. Yeah. Takes place in Wisconsin, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. 
And of course, uh, Dan Aykroyd plays a typical Illinois asshole in that movie very well, Uncle Roman. You know what they put in hot dogs, don't you, Roman? Huh. Well, lips and assholes. Yeah, I like it, like with the big 96er, that oh. steak he eats. Yeah. And then, like, he, he crushes it, and then it was like, no, you gotta eat the gristles. <laughs> he was so sick after that. I've been there a couple times. We go to restaurants, they have those competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do it. Most of the time, but I have so much regret afterwards. You eat the grizzle? Damn right, if I'm going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> Alright, number 28, that brings me to... This is uh, a real all-time classic for me. Every Which Way But Loose. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that in the last the show. Clint Eastwood. The, the, the orangutan is awesome. Clyde. Such my idol, I yeah. can't help it. Black Widows, watch out. <laughs> why, Lord, why? <laughs> Seriously, if you haven't seen that movie, that's just uh, that's a great family film, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, touching, you know. Just... You know how Clint Eastwood can do like the subtle humor, the dry humor. He's not over the top with it, but it's just funny. And his delivery, he's always on, on cue with it. A little foreshadowing sometime in the future, we will have a Western show. Don't know when, but we have our Westerns list in the... Uh-huh. Hail hey, Clint Eastwood, so. Or is it, was it Crocodile on D2? Clint Eastwood! Clint Eastwood! <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know the part. I'm not going to go on about that. So number 28. I got this for St. Nick's Day on VHS one year. Ace Ventura, What Nature Calls. There's a lot of just funny random shit. I like it like kind of like when he um goes to that uh, tribe or whatever, and like he's kind of like, Gets there and he's kind of taking whatever else and he figures out that whole shit. It's like sacred, so he's kind of fucking with the guys and stuff. Oh, oh, no, you're out. Like kind of with the chief or something because he went down. It wasn't chicka. Dumb funny, but I heard that they're doing uh, 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 number three, Ace Ventura Part Three, too. Oh, well, I don't know. It's just that's most of the time. Man, all these sequels are popping up, man. It's like, like we can't think of shit under COVID. Come, I got time to think of movies. Give me a break. Shit, I got about huh? ten ideas uh, <laughs> on my own right here. You must be the Monopoly guy. On <laughs> you, Troy. Number twenty-seven. Professor T. Uh, I'm not. This might be on your list. I'm not sure, but the Lost Boys. I'm at the double check real right. quick. If you want to create soundtrack, you though, know, got the Corys again. They were they were huge in the '80s. They owned the '80s, and I must say, like that, I think they made my '80s list somewhere. Well, one of my '80s lists. I know that made it there, and I think I changed from that. But I remember the first time I watched it was like on TNT Monster Vision. They used to have that. That was a great um, show. I, I love watching that. But um, I don't have it. But mm. I know. I remember it was my favorite part in that movie. One of them is like. When a Corey Haim is slaying them, he's like, death by stereo. <laughs> <laughs> or when they go into the, the, they're in the bathtub and the one dude, uh, he's like, garlic don't work, boys. And then, uh, um, what, or, uh, no, he said, uh, he said, garlic doesn't work, boys. And Corey Feldman goes, try holy water, death breath. Yeah. <laughs> and then they squirt him in death the face breath, yeah. with the uh, squirt gun full of holy water. No, I got that uh, Cry Little Sister stuck in my head now. Oh, huh? yeah. That was a good soundtrack. That was, was probably one of the best soundtracks there was. You got Lou Graham in there, too. Yeah. Um, the dirt bike scene, epic. I can't beat you with your bike. You don't got to beat us, Michael. You just got to keep up. I thought I was looking at Kiefer Sutherland there for a second, like his facial expressions. I kind of got creeped out, but it was good. I wish I was. Yeah. Number 27, maybe Troy has this one. I was big into shark films. 
for number 27. Are we it's a 1977 that came out. You got Rory Schneider, Jaws. Dude. You got it for number 27? No, I got it for number 19. Uh, hey, we got a match, though. So. Well, it came out in 75. 75. That was close. For the years. <laughs> got to carry the one, or might take away the two. And That's uh, my top top movie list of all time. That's on, that's on that list. Oh, you got you to have Jaws. You got to have Jaws. I remember watching all the Jaws. I like every Jaws as a kid. As an adult, you gotta go with the first one. Remember that last episode when we had when I get that one uh, thing from uh, Quint, and you're like, uh, I thought I was really sitting on a pony, Quint. Yeah, yeah, his eyes. The black eyes, the devil's eyes, and the doll's yeah, eyes. I, I was looking at Quint for real, man. Great movie. God, that was a lost movie. So you're number twenty six. Number twenty six. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of include the whole trilogy, the Star Wars. It's Star Wars, the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna include all of them as one big. No, the Wookiee movies though. No, well, the Ewok. well Ewoks. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, like four yeah. hours of bad shit. I did have the Ewok Village. Though. When I was a kid, though, I liked the Ewok movies as an adult. No, I can't believe I watch it. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. But as a kid, though, Ewok's pretty cool. If you were a kid, Star Wars was like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But... Wish I could say the same about as bourbon. Yeah. Like I said, we're supporting the troops. Ewok piss, I should have called it. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, we'll, we'll try a different bourbon. Wicked. Yeah. So, for me, for number 26, I'll, I'll save my number 26. Huh. And as always, because we're at our halfway point in the show, I'm going to stop it here. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll go back into action. i got to reload our bourbon cups here a little bit, you know, support the troops some more. But number 26, Robin Williams film. Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude looks like a lady. Just a lot of great parts in that movie. Piss off, Luke. <laughs> I, I can't remember everything, but there's a lot of good one-liners in that film. And I like it too, like because like Pierce Bronson, like his, because obviously Robin Williams is separated from his wife, and he uh like obviously Pierce Bronson's actually a nice guy in the movie, but like uh, yeah, I think instead of driving a BMW, he had a Mercedes in this movie, but like I remember like. Uh, Robin Williams rips off like the hood ornament or something oh. like that. He blamed it on some little hoodlums or something. Or no, he did a drive-by fruit, and I remember he blamed it on the hoodlums because they were at like some health spa or something like that. And then like he grabbed like that basket of fruit and he was throwing it at like uh, uh, Pierce Bronson. Yeah. And, oh, oh, sorry, there he is. Probably a drive-by fruit thing or something. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. That's yeah. Yep. So we're gonna take a quick break here. Um, Thank you for listening. Hope you're having a good time. Have a couple good laughs. And uh, thanks for choosing Movie Professors. Hi, and welcome back to Movie Professors. We just took a quick uh, bourbon break. But before we begin our next, or the last half of our top 50 childhood films, this is where we give a product shout out. Or we shout out to random product for free advertising. I'm going to go back to the first episode. I mentioned this company, and I still use them. It's the Lit Beard Oil Company. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, veteran-owned company, great company, Lip Beard Oil. Hashtag F razors, but all their scents are pretty good. M13 is still my favorite because it feels like you put a little bit on, and then your fantastic mane smells like the gun range, you know, America. Today I went with the Relax, though. It's more of a, I don't know how to describe the smell, but I felt like Frankie goes to Hollywood after it, you know. Well, you use Beard Wash? Oh, Beard Wash. For Beard Wash, so I still got the Duke Cannon. Best, or is it Best Damn Beard Wash, whatever it's called, with the citrus Hoffenweizen. Yeah. 
And as we know, I have a hops allergy, and beer is one of the ingredients. I still haven't broken out yet, but it does make your beer, fantastic main feel great. And then all, and then one final sponsor too, I'll add, is uh, America Bourbon. $30, age one year, not the best, but we're supporting the troops and uh, official Bourbon O'Grunt style. Also a member of that, Grunt Style Club. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Troy? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll uh, shout out a quick two sponsors uh, here that uh, hopefully reach out to us and sponsor us. First one, Pillsbury Toaster Strudel, uh, the key to my breakfast every Sunday morning and on uh, my off days whenever I feel like partying hard. If you guys uh, ever feel like you need a good, tasty breakfast, or you can eat it whenever because it's so damn good, um, pop them in the toaster. In three minutes, you got yourself a tasty treat. Yeah, this man loves his strudels. I do. And uh, I'll give a shout-out to the uh, energy drink of the week. Uh, bang. So one thing I want to put on Bang, I'm a big Bang guy myself, is uh, you know how you see like the videos where the guys take bush lattes or you know bush light, and they open up and it's like, bush. Uh, like when I open mine up, I'm like, bang. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be louder. Her bang, but uh, kind of because bush is quiet, so I do right. the bang quiet. Also, people do shower beers, they do shower bangs. Shower like bang has a lot of great flavors out there, uh, zero sugars. And um, my two favorite flavors right now is uh, key lime pie, great, and then also they have a uh, crisp apple, mmm, good. Hey man, I try one. I got a key lime pie in the fridge, so I'll try that one tomorrow. But I, I have the citrus twist, and pretty damn good. Yeah, before before we kick things off too, I want to point out. Obviously, you're, we're coming live from the Sada City Studios in the Greater Ash Vegas area. So if you want, if you're interested in candles, move over Yankee Candle. It's made in mass production by a factory for people who don't care, even though they got some great scents. So they're probably pissed off. I probably called them out, but let me point out to Professor T's office here. He makes you know Sada City candles. He's the owner, proprietor, and creator, and they got a lot of great uh, scents that he has on tap for you and as well he he can do custom sense anything you can think of the man can make it happen so check him out on facebook as well if you have any questions comments or concerns about the podcast if you want to see you know you guys are doing great you guys suck you guys are more like idiots something we're appreciative you know you can reach us at movieprofessors at gmx.com if you can't spell m-o-v-i-e-p-r-o-f-e-s-s-o-r-s at gmx.com so anyway, anything else, Troy, before we get started? No, I'm ready for uh, the second half of the show. So. All right, let's go. Number 26 on you. Bring it, boy. Yes, sir. We, uh, well, I ended up with 26. This will be my 20, number 25. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, that's a great pick. I don't have it. God. The, the thing is, though. I thought you would have that. The thing is, disclaimer, like I said, like, I, um, I didn't see Weekend at Bernie's until I was an adult. Like, I saw the first one as a kid. And I liked the first one as a kid, but then I grew up, and then I kind of had obviously more appreciation for films. Second one, garbage. It's bad. It's so horrible. Should never happen. First one, Bernie Lomax. Great movie. So my number 26 was E.T., so I'm on to 25 already. Looks like somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Uh, there's no smoking in here. He tucks that cigarette back. Sorry. That's an awesome One movie. quick movie line. That's all I need to get in. Mm-hmm. So number 24 I'm on now then. Or correction, no, twenty because no, we did 26 to so 25 was E.T. So I'm on 24. This is an 80s film, a John Cusack, or Cusack if you're an asshole. This uh, film I watched again and again. 
Better Off Dead. Uh, so that made a couple podcasts with something I think our top 50 movie lines uh, that movie made. So the movie features obviously John Cusack, main character, and then uh, another big guy in movies, uh, Charles Dumar, his friend Booger, and obviously Revenge of the Nerds and all the other movies. Um, it's a lot of good laughs in movies, so quick synopsis, you know, typical 80s movie, skiing, um, great soundtrack, so yeah, check it out, period. Oh, number 24 for me. Speaking of great soundtracks, killer fucking punk soundtrack on this. I think... Thrash it! No. No? Nope. Uh, Not yet. Repo Man. Reap. Oh, yeah, because he had suicidal tendencies in that one. Yep. That, so the thing is, like I said, I didn't say that until an adult, so I can't, I can't appreciate it like he did as a child, but that is an awesome, awesome pick. I love the soundtrack, Dynamite. Yeah, Black Flag, uh, Milo Estevez, mm-hmm. just, it's a great movie. So number 23 for me, this movie features Bobby Brown in a bit part. And he's also on the soundtrack as well. And uh, for some reason, a kid, I seem like I always saw like the second movie before the first one, so obviously it sticks with me. And I remember watching this religiously. Also, play a lot of NES games of this as well. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. And that guy that, what was his name? The museum guy? The weird guy. I, you know what I'm talking about? The one that ended up. Taking the baby from uh, Dana. He had like the European accent or something. He was a museum guy. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, you don't remember him? No. Okay. So, irrelevant. So, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, yeah, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. That was the one with the painting one with uh, Vigo. And, like, the backstory was kind of interesting. Or he was like some warlord from like uh, Eastern Europe, you know, the Carpathian Mountains. Totally made up for the movie. But uh, that, was a, that was a great film. And then Bobby Brown plays a bit part. He says, uh, like, because at one point the Ghostbusters come out of somewhere, like, I think I went up a little more or something because they had to report to the mayor because the shit's going crazy in New York. Oh, hey, do you guys like have, like, extra proton pack or something? I want one for my kid brother. And, like, oh, that's not a toy. And then the irony, too, is, like, they're playing, like, a Bobby Brown song in the background. <laughs> but no, that was a, it was a good movie overall. So, yeah, Ghostbusters 2, check it out. You saw that one before the first one? Yeah, because as a kid, that's what sticks to me at first. Right. Yeah, and then I remember seeing the first one after that. Wait, you know, that was the one with the library in New York. It focuses on, you know, with that. I remember the librarian. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Well, now as an adult, where I can appreciate the breakdown of the first two films is obviously like, like the first one because he had Gozer, you know, and he had that big apartment building where everything. And then like Rick Moranis was just. Okay, who brought the dog? Crew, <laughs> that big dog busted. I mean, the special effects. For the time. They weren't bad. We had with the Marshmallow Man on the first one. Yeah, with that, yeah, that was... That was pretty good. And then another thing, too, is you can um, check out that apartment for Dana Barrett, or, like, that building. It's uh, in Manhattan. It's uh, right out near Central Park West. It's, in, like, if you look at a map in New York where and you look at Central Park, it's in the southwest corner right off Central Park is that apartment building. I don't know if they made it. Supposedly, like, when I looked on Google, it's, like, a movie theater now, so... Or something, but it's really cool though. Like that, like so. I feel like Ghostbusters lore, and I, I was a big Ghostbusters guy as a kid too, because I, I got lucky at Goodwill. I remember I found a proton pack, and I had one as a kid. Oh, nice. Yep. Now as an adult, it'd be weird if me wearing it. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another quick, quick tidbit. 
Remember when uh, when they fried the state puff marshmallow man and uh, the uh, that asshole standing up by that car is looking up and he gets covered in all the uh, marsh quote marshmallow stuff. So they used uh, a shaving cream for the for the marshmallow effect on that scene. They put like a uh, it was like a huge container full of all the shaving cream and they didn't know like how much they didn't like think it was gonna uh, hurt them at all because it was shaving cream. You know like how much you know. The guy's not gonna get crushed from it, but he really did get messed up from like all the shaving cream laying on. They used like I don't know, six hundred pounds of it in That's this a lot. big vat, mm-hmm. and they dumped it on his head. <laughs> but yeah, he got really messed up. And the interesting too, because uh, the um, side note, I know we've beaten this movie to death on Netflix. I don't know what Ghostbusters was. I think maybe it was the second one, because like the like the films that made us the documentary, Ghostbusters was one of them. But they filmed a lot of that stuff with I can't remember what millimeter camera it was, but it was it was a lot of like antiquated technology at the time so it's it's just i think amazing for how that movie turned out for what they produced for what they filmed with it's really impressive mm-hmm. Harold James. yeah rest in peace all right it brings me to number 23 this movie uh literally uh shaped my uh, adolescence porkies oh i knew you were gonna have a coming of age film <laughs> oh man Oh boy! If I did not go to school thinking like I was Pee Wee Morris, <laughs> literally every day. <clears throat> Classic. So number twenty-two for me. Uh, this is another '90s film. Damon Wayans, Major Pain. Yeah. I remember seeing Major Pains as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's a popular movie with like people that I grew up with, like in the '90s though. Oh yeah, movie. I love it. Major Vincent Winifred Payne. I like it though too in the movie where um, I'm not because he has a lot of good like lines and I made it our top fifty movie quotes. One of his lines is uh, there's a point because it was like in that cadet program they had at that private school he teached at like there was like two younger boys and he tells them a bedtime story though yeah. about the little engine that could very graphic though but hilarious. This one I think is on your list. Hopefully, um, I watched this movie more than any other one in the whole series. Rocky Four. <laughs> so I'm ashamed of myself. I don't have it. Dude. The movie that one of the movies that, like I said, we talk about. I must break you. Yeah, I was waiting for that line. <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie that ended the Cold War. Rocky Four. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that had a great soundtrack too. On, I'm. A, yeah. I, I was trying to, like I said again, like because you repeat yourselves because because people listen to our show and like oh you had Rocky Four and everyone what's well, a damn good movie people but yeah. I don't well, nobody, wanna... listen, nobody listens to it. Let's be honest. Yeah, I had three listeners. I think Justin's dad. No, I think my, my my parents listen to it. You know, I got we got some randoms. I know we got one percent of our audiences from Great Britain over there. Oh, hey, cheers! And then I know we haven't mentioned them yet in the show, but Canada hates us. Mm. I guess. Yeah, we did, we had started off on the wrong foot with, with Canada. that with Canada, them, and I guess I found out because I, I got the wrong meter. On a different tangent, like uh, I guess the Canadian border is closed for like imports and stuff, so lumber's going up. Oh yeah. We might add a small percentage in that because <laughs> of uh, us bashing Canada. Sorry for you home builders out there. Yeah. Thanks, Troy. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm guilty too. But keeping on for time. Moving on. Okay. Uh, number twenty-one. Another mm-hmm. '90s film. Billy Madison. Adam Sandler film. Oh. Yeah. That was one of you know Adam Sandler's best, you know, better films. Obviously, through, through time, like he has a lot of good stuff, and then so so, and then garbage. He had the like the big contract through Netflix, 
And neither of their hit or miss. But overall, he hasn't been what it used to be. But Billy Madison really broke the mold for like comedies. A lot of hilarious one-liners. Also featuring Bradley Whitford again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I was going to point out about that movie is I love Adam Sandler's gibberish in that movie. Just hilarious. Like, the way he does gibberish in that movie, is, he makes it funny. Yeah. There are some good one-liners in there, too. Mm, stupid. I love that scene on the bus. I dare you just throw your sandwich at the bus driver. <laughs> no yelling on the bus. I'll turn this damn bus around that on your precious field trip. Like, like he's like a timid bus driver. Chris Farley. Yeah. yeah. You know, a guy and her, you know, just think of it. A guy and him and her got it on. No, they didn't. <laughs> well, you can imagine if they did. Mm. No, no. Hold it right there. That Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of age. I know from experience. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that was. No, no, I don't. Like a two, like where, like, how, how does like thirty box or cold lunch? Thirty sack lunches disappear. Yeah, it's the greatest day of my life. Norm McDonald, and another guy just sitting behind the bus eating all the lunches. Yeah, it so was that damn Sasquatch. That's what that old lady said. Yeah. Oh. I, I dare you to touch your boobs. Touch your boobs. That's assault, brother. You devil dare me? <laughs> So that, that movie has like a lot of one-liners. Um, if you don't laugh at that movie, you don't have a funny bone. Uh, how about you? You want some of this milk sideburns? Uh, I'd rather have a beer. Uh, the janitor. Yeah, sideburn. Oh yeah, I like it too. I'm gonna add on a tangent just because it's funny. This movie is. This because there's a lot of good shit in this movie, but like because that uh, was it. Bradley Whitford because they're competing for the whole hotel ownership from Billy Madison's dad. Mm-hmm. He must have. Picked sideburns to spy for him, but when when sideburns brought his nose to him, like they were so bad, like he had, like they made janitors look badness for intelligence. Because I think there's a they're not that dumb, and I think there's probably intelligent people. That's what they do. But he goes, he read his nose thing. Said probably, uh, Billy likes soda. <laughs> like it was like the notes were so bad. Thank you very much, Miss Slippy. That's detailed though, <laughs> right to the last detail. But, <clears throat> um, geez, Billy, I can't wait till I get to high school. Don't you say that. Stay here. Stay as long as you can. His cheeks are just... For the love of God. So, I know we're going to cancel this movie, but that's how much we love it. It's a lot of good one-liners. If you haven't seen it, please check Billy Madison out. You will not be disappointed. About some more sloppy jokes. Jeez, you're scared us, lady. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, 21. Classic. Caddyshack. Uh, alright. I don't have it on my list. But no, the reason is because I didn't see that as an adult. I didn't see it until I was an adult, but I must say that is one of my most favorite films of all time. Of all the movies I've seen, Caddyshack and Danny Newton. (laughs) What'd they do? Die in it, Tony? (laughs) And somebody mentioned too in an episode a while back. It's because Danny Newton, that guy that played him, was also a character on Roseanne. And I, I have, like I said, I remember to have this Tourette's problem. Every time I see him, it's so bad. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I'm like a little kid. I'm like, Newton! Every time I see him. And it, it's like, okay, I'm trying to watch TV. <laughs> oh, that's a great pick. A great soundtrack, Kenny Loggins. But to keep uh, moving for time's sake, so about number 20 now. This movie from the 80s. Anthony Michael Hall. I might get some excitement here. Number 20, I got Weird Science. Woo! We got a match, I think. Got it. I get what number do you have? 20. I got it for number 12. 
So we're up to five. So we're down to up to five. We could still hit ten. We could we could uh, cover the spread here, hopefully. Yeah, so weird science, great movie. You got a lot of John Hughes actors John in Hughes. there. Yeah. 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 Oh, it brings me to number twenty. Chevy Chase. Fletch. Fletch is working overtime. <laughs> That's a great catchy soundtrack. Yeah. I, again, not a disclaimer. I didn't see that till an adult. Great pick. I don't have it. Uh, could you uh, bring me uh, a cup of hot bath? Uh, what kind of name is Poon? <laughs> oh, Comanche Indian. <laughs> yeah, Fletch. There's a lot of great stuff. Like a lot of good one-liners yeah. in that movie. Well, yeah. I like what you've done with the place. It must have cost you hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, Fletcher <laughs> Chevy Chase is an investigative reporter. Yeah, but he is. Like, Fletcher. Yeah, before like the Master of Disguise came out, twenty plus years later, Chevy Chase was the Master of Disguise in this movie, right. bar none. And uh, it's probably more true to his real character, like in real life, like Chevy Chase's real personality, like just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, cutthroat. Uh, the insults and the stuff that doesn't make sense. Uh, Doctor Rosenpenis. Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, that brings me up because he said, like, you know, asshole in real life. There's a, a, one thing I've learned, too, with films and things and actors. Yeah, like the, that line you hear, like, never meet your heroes. And I've always wanted to meet Jeff, Chevy Chase, but then I've heard all the stories, like, nope, the dude's an asshole. And I guess maybe money changes you. But devil's advocate, I want to point out, too, if you're a big actor and people come up to you, you know, like, you know, for pictures or autographs, sure, that's fine. But sometimes it's like the wrong time, probably. It's like, dude, I just want to eat my fucking dinner or something like that. Or, hey, say this line, say this line. I'm sure that gets annoying. You know, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a human being. So, not saying that they, they should be, um, gives them the right to be assholes completely. I think they should be humble a little bit. But, so, yeah, I get like. I like when people come up to me all the time and ask me to do an impersonation of, you know, Shaggy and stuff from Scooby Doo. You know, I was like, oh, man, I just did it like 10 minutes ago. Can you do it, Shaggy, first, real quick, since you put yourself on, uh, on, on Front Street there? Like Scoob, like we're totally on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, like it's like Troy is the master of impressions. So, moving on, number 19. Uh, another Chris Farley film. Because Chris Farley shaped my childhood, I would say, for actor. Like, he was my favorite actor until he died when I was a kid. And I was actually heartbroken. I remember crying. And I think anybody can agree that he passed away before his time. And, you know, obviously show business got to him. Number 19, Tommy Boy. A lot of good one-liners in that movie, too. Richard! <laughs> but... You check it out. <laughs> Ooh, number eighteen for me. Uh, I this one's not gonna be on your list, but if you were an '80s kid, like Monster Squad, I love that movie. Yeah. I love. I love it. I, but again, I, I didn't see it as a doll. Yeah, I, I like Monster Squad because they were good monsters. Like, and you could relate. Like, if you had a group of friends and stuff like that, like you had a treehouse or a special fort, or everyone had their own club. It was just a thing that you did. Yeah, wasn't Dracula the bad guy in that one? Yeah, Dracula's a bad guy. But Frankenstein was a good guy. Uh, Frankenstein? I think it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't remember knockers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice one. <laughs> so that brings me to number 18. I, this would be my... Because obviously Chris Farley number one, was number one for me for comedians and actors. Number two, I was a big Pauly Shore guy as a kid. Oh. I, like, I, I love the weasel. So number 18, son-in-law. A lot of good one-liners in there. Oh, excuse you. So yeah, so I got numbered up son-in-law for number 18. All right. Thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> Man, I wish we could get a golden match soon. Uh, 
I'm on number 17. This this is a classic all-time great movie. Uh, Stand by me. Again, I don't. Have, that's a great ah. pick. Just don't hit. That, 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 another coming of age film, yep. if you will. Yep. I believe that was a Stephen King novel. Yep. Yeah. Short story Stephen King called The Body. Yeah. Looking in the uh, novel called Four Seasons. It's uh, one of four short stories in there. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out about Stephen King. Rob yeah. Reiner directed. <laughs> Any kind of Stephen King book, obviously the movies would take most of the, the literacy and they kind of break it down. But my big gripe with him is, I think most people can agree with this, Stephen King, an excellent storyteller. Like he has like all the details and he can, like you're really drawn in. Like, But always at the end, he just, he always cheaps out on you, I feel like. Any kind of ending, like he has this great build up to whatever the may be. And I think he just, okay, I'm done writing. Or I'm done telling the story. And he just cheaps out, I feel, personally. That's just my thoughts. You talk about books or the books and movies, same thing, you know. Oh, I never read any of his books. Oh, like Stephen King books? Yeah, you can't go wrong with any Stephen King book. My favorite one though would be, I think it was eleven twenty three nineteen sixty two or sixty three. I think it was eleven twenty two nineteen sixty three. The year that uh, that was the assassination for JFK. Great book. A longer one, but that's one I couldn't put down. Mm. So another Polly Shore movie got for me again. Maybe this influenced my life because I didn't have to do in this. Uh, in the Army now. Because <laughs> I joined the Army. But, uh, no, yeah, In the Army now was, I remember seeing that, uh, I think it was on H, whatever it was, I remember, uh, yeah, watching it as a kid. And it was just a lot of funny one-liners and stuff with the drill sergeants. And uh, I remember using him, I think, in our movie quotes, too, with, like, yeah, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I had a couple first sergeants already. Yeah. And then, too, like, with the, with the drill sergeants, you know, like, it was just uh, funny, like, the shitty poles. But, yeah, no, um, they're a lot meaner than they, they were dicks to him in the movie, like, that's typical. But in real life, yeah, no, they're a lot meaner than that. But I thought it was funny, though, too, and the grenade thing. And I, I can attest to this, just seeing this, just from my experience when I qualify with grenades. is uh, So, like, the drill sergeant, they're, they're at this uh, live fire range, and she goes, drop the pin, throw the grenade. Drop the pin, throw like she's trying to reiterate it because you know obviously that's scary shit when you got some kind of recruit you know and a grenade because that'll fuck you up. So what he does is he does it real quick. He drops the grenade and throws the pin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, move it. And then she throws him up. And then they go, oh thank you, I owe you. You owe me fifty. But I, I just remember too in basic training like the drill sergeant with the grenades they'd fuck with you because anytime you have the grenade with the pin and the grenade you got nothing to worry about but. Peter's like, I remember the drill sergeant, I don't know who's scared. I don't know who's scared. So they took grenades out of the thing, like the box. They put them on the ground, like kick them like soccer balls. Who's scared? Who's scared? But the funny <laughs> thing was, though, people who weren't throwing good, that had horrible throws, they put X's on their Kevlar helmets, and they had to go first. So I felt bad for, like, the range safeties who had to run the range. Yeah. Because, like, the people with X's on their helmet, they had to go first. And I remember I, I was in the middle, so I didn't have an X on my helmet because I could throw, thank God. But... Like, you could tell, like, they were just covered in sweat. I'm like, that has to be, like, the shittiest job in the Army, like, because right. you have to worry about somebody that no time in service throwing up a, a grenade that can end your life instantly. Like throwing it like Jay Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of interceptions, but no crying. <laughs> I remember that training. That was that was a fun day, the grenade, grenade range. All right, number 16 for me. Uh, I thought this movie was the coolest thing when it came out. 
based on a comic book story. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cowabunga, dude. Yeah. I don't have it, but I remember yeah, I grew up with a kid watching it all the time. Like the first one, the second one, because The Secret of the Ooze, I can remember so much mm-hmm. more. And I had like a, a cassette somewhere where they were live in concert. Yeah. Yeah, they used to do a tour. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ninja Turtles on tour. Um, but yeah, when that movie came out, the movie, I mean, the toys, uh, all the, um, I think like maybe closely to Star Wars, because I, I was uh, like a kid on the tail end of the Star Wars merchandise and toys, but like merchandise for like the Ninja Turtles, being a kid like during that time too when it came, I was a little bit older, but uh, it took off because they were doing like at the time like Nintendo was putting all yeah, the games. Yeah, I remember Nintendo games. You know, they had all the like clothing and toys and all that stuff, and it was just, everything was Ninja Turtles. And I remember shit. I was a Ninja Turtle once for Halloween. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I remember, too, as a kid. You know what's a kid? When they ask you, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. I didn't say this, but I remember one of my cousins, too. Like, I'm going to be a Ninja Turtle, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, kids, like, as a kid, you don't think nothing twice of it. And as an adult, you find out, I guess you can't be a Ninja Turtle. Well, you could. <laughs> yeah. Turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> so on to me. I'm going to break the mold of Polly Shore since I went two in a row here, which is rare for me for Polly Shore, but you like what you like. Another John Cusack film, and I hope Troy has this. I know he loves this movie, and maybe he doesn't because by his face. Oh, that was a bird. Yeah. One Crazy Summer. Oh. They had a great soundtrack, Honeymoon Suite. Yeah, that's well, what, can't go with it. We mentioned the whole Godzilla, Godzilla incident. Who the fucking cigar? John Matusak, bit yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, the crabs. <laughs> yeah, the, I think it was crabs or fish yeah, is here. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, dude, that is a good, that's oh, a very underrated that. movie. I love that movie so much. Like, that, I, I don't know how many times, again and again. I, I did watch it a lot, too. Yeah, like I said, that movie brought us Honeymoon Suite was big with that and the ending of that movie. You know, they were part of the soundtrack. So, I don't want to go on and on, but great film. Yeah. It was... 86. You know, just watch it for the damn Godzilla part in there when Bob Kekko looks at that Godzilla suit. Or Godzilla. <laughs> Number 15 for me, there's no way in hell that this is going to be... A... you probably never even heard of this movie, but it's called A Fine Mess. No. It's got Ted Danson and Howie Mandel. It's a good combo already. Yeah. Um, real short, it's uh, these guys, they, uh, <clears throat> uh, Ted Danson's an actor, and uh, he's working on a set of, uh, it's, uh, it takes place at a horse uh, horse racing um, arena, or a uh, horse racing track, and he's taking a nap in the stall, and he hears these guys giving this horse a, uh, drug that's going to make it run super fast so he thinks like hey maybe if they uh, put some money on it you know they could probably you know mm-hmm. win some money well the horse ends up like wins the race and it just keeps on running the horse ran for like two days straight <laughs> he ran in like six other races and he wasn't even supposed to run in them and he and then he, he died oh, so what happened yeah so like the guys who did the drugging were like hooked up with the mob well, they end up seeing Ted Danson. They 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 saw him spying on him. So now they're like after him and all this stuff because he knows about him. And mm-hmm. it's a comedy, but it's it's just really funny. It just I don't know. It's uh, yeah, just go see it. It's <laughs> kind of hard to explain because it's really stupid, I guess. But no, I can appreciate it. I heard it. 
So I'm going to go on a tangent here. Bonus content. This almost made my list as an honorable mention, but another horse racing movie from the 80s. Bobcat Goldwaith was featured in this. Hot to Trot. You remember that movie? <laughs> That's not on my list, but I remember that movie like... Because yeah, cause John Candy played the horse's voice. Yeah. And then he gave stock advice too. Indio Oats. Got to buy Indio Oats, but a lot of dumb, funny humor in that. In the 80s, I think like horse racing was like a big thing. It must, have, it must be. Because, uh, not to foreshadow, but I got another one. Yeah, there's also, um, I don't know if it's available anymore, but there's like an app, like like some, where you can bet on horse racing around the world. Oh. You know, some kind of derby app or something. I can't remember what it was called, but. I should get on that. I remember I turned five cents into 15 bucks. Really? After that, yeah, I just lost my ass off though, because it was something I just kind of dabbled with. I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was kind of fun to play with a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's hard to gauge, you know, like you can't go by goofy names, it doesn't matter. Right. But um, it, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. But um, obviously gambling's kind of questionable on mobile devices, so yeah. I think the app got pulled down. I can remember what it was called, it was a good time. Yeah. To keep things moving for me here, number 15, uh, we have uh, Sean Astin in this movie. The Weasel's in it again. Brendan Fraser. Also featuring uh, one of Don DeLuise's kids, Encino Man. <laughs> Number 15, Encino Man. I remember watching that as a kid, and I'm like, oh, I want my own caveman. Yeah. That was just a lot of good funny shit in that. Didn't make my list. Didn't make it. You ever? I've, I've seen it. You enjoy it? I hate Polly Shore. Yeah, that's what I that kind of... <laughs> I'm working on my Will Ferrell stuff because I know yeah. you don't like Will Ferrell, but probably oh, sure. I can't stand him either. <clears throat> but not to, I mean, I get it. It's funny though. Like, Teach their own, you know. Brendan Fraser though, with like like caveman, like he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like he can nail that part because obviously Encino Man, if you've seen it, nails it. Or when he was, um, what was that movie? Uh, like George of the Jungle came out for Disney. He played obviously George, another wilderness type person. And he nails the part. So any, any kind of part like that, he can nail. So right. yeah, where he doesn't have to do a lot of um, dialogue. Just be a, um, just be kind of a, a mute mm-hmm. body. Number fourteen, the Adams family. Damn. No, I don't. Oh, have, I was trying oh, to do man, the... I thought you were matching it, but you were doing the thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like the Adam Family Values, and that came out too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the Thanksgiving scene, mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, no, I, I don't. Start everyone out there. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, because Raul, Raul Julia was yeah. Gomez in those movies. So. Great actor. And then he passed away right after Street Fighter in the early '90s. And then I remember it was like Angel- Angelica Hutchinson. Houston. Yeah, Houston. That's what it was. Yeah, she was uh, Morticia. Do you remember who played Uncle Fester? Yeah, that was uh, Doc. Yeah. I know, I kept thinking Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. I drew a blank there, but I like yeah, Uncle Fester because he put the light bulb in his mouth yeah. and then it'd come to life. Mm-hmm. And I remember there's a thing in like arcades when I was a kid. Like that was like like, like the shocking game, but it was like Uncle Fester and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish I had that game. Yeah. It just vibrates, not shocking. <laughs> So number 14, I know Troy doesn't have this because this was, he was dang near adult, probably when this movie came out. 
and I wanted to be one of these guys. Great soundtrack. Uh, Men in Black. Mm. Yeah, so you got Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. And obviously, here come the Men in Black. Great soundtrack. And uh, I remember I had the shades, too. <laughs> were they Ray-Bans? No, they were from uh, whatever Scholastic book. <laughs> kind of. That was a Scholastic book deal. But you got the shades from Men in Black. <laughs> okay. 13. So... It's going to be a skateboarding movie, but not the one you're thinking. Oh. This one's got Christian Slater in it. Oh, okay, I'm off already. Gleam in the Cube. No. <sighs> yeah. I think that, that's less, one of the, again, one of the lesser-known films, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a uh, unknown um, professional skater, probably the number one skateboarder in the world, was in this movie, and he worked at Pizza Hut in the movie Tony Hawk. Yeah, because he's the first one to perfect the 900, mm-hmm. I believe, from Carlsbad, California. Yep. It, it, it's crazy. Tony Hawk's pushing his 50s now, I think. Yeah. That's crazy how time goes. Right. So that brings me to number 13 on my list. Gene Wilder film. <laughs> uh, this movie wanted me want my own place of the sorts, but... Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, number 13. I saw it as a kid. I thought it was magical. I was like, man, I could have, wish I had my own chocolate factory. I did see the Everlasting Gobstep or prop on uh, Pawn Stars go for like 100 grand. Yeah. And then the Wonka bars and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I really. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Stir Crazy. Yeah, Stir Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, I like, that's actually a mega good movie. Anything with you know, Richard Pryor. And uh, Gene Wilder. You remember uh, in that movie, the big bald guy <laughs> in there? That's uh, he's in the Wanderers. He plays the leader of the Fordham Baldies. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I want to point out about Willy Wonka, though, I'm I just, sorry, I got the chaps my hide. Like was it uh, Grandpa? What was it? Well, Grandpa Joe, I think his name was. Like he's bedridden and stuff, and Mom is too busy. You know, she's like working her ass off trying to take care of all the grandparents in the shitty shack or whatever. Charlie gets this golden ticket. Grandpa Joe, he's dancing like a buffoon and stuff and all that. He can walk all of a sudden. It's a miracle. I'm like, bullshit, Grandpa Joe. You couldn't pull your weight for 20 freaking years? He's, he was faking. He was faking it. I know that's not... I'm just upset about that, but really, like, because, like, his... Like, Charlie's mom was stuck with all the bills and all that stuff, so I think that's ridiculous. Oh, hey, Grandpa Joe can't walk, golden ticket, now he can. And, hey, I'm going to take him to the factory. Personally, I would have took my mom if I was Charlie because <laughs> because mom busts her ass off, she can walk. Oh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for Grandpa Joe's in the Dyson? Bullshit. He was faking the walking thing. So, no, Grandpa Joe's an asshole. I'll say it. I got scared for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little angry. Is it, really want, is that a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if you can't pull your own weight and you're faking, I Get hate the that fuck shit. Out. Yeah, Grandpa Joe, we're talking to you. I know he's dead now, so I can't bash him too much. So. Yeah. Well, we had, a, we had a match on number 12. So that brings me to number 11. This one's a classic movie, in my opinion. The Burbs. Another great movie. Dang. Once again, I didn't see it until I was an adult. Uh, There's yeah. a common theme here. I do like the Burbs. Yep. Bruce Dern, yeah. my, my favorite character in there. Uh, <laughs> what are they cooking over there? A goddamn cat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He's got so many good lines. In there. A lot of good one-liners in that movie. Corey right? Feldman in that movie too. Yep, Corey Feldman. Yeah, he was the kid next door that was supposed to take a sweet time painting. And then also, I think uh, the set that they shot that movie on is like an actual Universal lot, and I think the house that um, I can't remember. It's not. Um, well, I don't know which one it is in the film, but <clears throat> the house that they used for the monsters is on that is on that block, because they did like, mm-hmm. well, I, if you watch the TV show Desperate Housewives, that that house is on oh, that block. Land. Yeah, it's it's like the next door house for that that TV show. They use that house. What's interesting is that you mentioned the monsters. This is just news to me now. I heard. Yeah, you heard about Rob Zombie remaking the monsters into a movie. Mm-hmm. That should be interesting because. Monsters is a great show. I remember watching them as a kid, obviously, reruns, and uh, I loved it. You know, Grandpa Eddie and all the crew, mm-hmm. and Fred Gwynn. Uh, it'd be interesting, though, to see a Rob zombie touch to that. I... So, my thing about the, that, and uh, we'll get back to the point, but uh, Rob Zombie, he's a, he's a fan, I think, for, first and foremost, but some of his movies, uh, I don't think he projects a good... A good film, um, so I'm hoping that that gives him. If he sticks to the essence of the yeah. monsters, that'll give him enough to kind of. And it depends on the actress that he choose. He obviously is picking his wife uh, to be. Yeah, Lily, Sherry Moon, so. everything she's in. Yeah, she's got to be like, everything. But like my biggest gripe is like like Rob Zombie music, pretty catchy music. I don't I don't mind it. I can I can validate that. But when it comes to like movie wise. Like, I liked his Halloween remake. It wasn't bad. But, like, he goes over the top of, like, was it, okay, like, a House of a Thousand Corpses whole thing. Like, I think he does just does too much, and, like, he goes way too dark and stuff, and maybe that's his thing. But I, I don't, I think he just goes way too over the top mm-hmm. for, like, the shock and awe, maybe. Mm-hmm. All of his movies always have the same tone. It's always about some deranged shit that takes place in the mm-hmm. 70s, and that's that's just his tone. It's It's the same premise. Uh, I don't think it's an original idea if you've done it once, but uh, Lords of Salem was a horrible movie. The Halloween 2 was horrible. 31 was horrible. Um, you can kind of go... I mean, Devil's Rejects had its moments, but I mean, it was this Texas Chainsaw ripoff. Yeah, and then you look at um, like the newest Devil's Rejects that came out within the last, I don't know, a year or so. Then it was available on uh, the streaming service Shudder, because it's like a horror streaming service. They got some decent movies in there, some random stuff and some stuff that you can appreciate. But they had the new Devil's Rejects, and that's the whole reason I, I got it for like whatever deal it was. And I was very disappointed. And mm-hmm. like I just like really, Rob. Like yeah. I don't want to take it away from the fact you're a creator, you're making movies, great. No, because we can't do that. But I just feel like he just like yeah, it's the same shit pretty much. Yeah. And just dark and like I. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. I guess maybe we could probably even do a show on the monsters that comes out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we could. And I'm a huge monsters fan. I'm a huge horror fan. I like Rob Zombie, but I sometimes don't agree with uh, his films. And I'm hoping that he doesn't destroy. I mean, the monsters originals will always be there. So you, it's not mm-hmm. like he's taking them away. But I don't know if he's going to add anything to nah. to them. You know, make them darker. I don't know. Number so yeah, number twelve. All right, to keep things moving for the sake of the show. Sorry. I know you're good, bud. Dumb and Dumber, number 12. Well, I know why I missed that one, because I saw I mean, that, I saw that when I was like 16 yeah. when it came out. Understandable. So, I, mean, I, was already, I was already a young man. And I was eight, so yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Was it Swimmy? Slappy? Swami? Well, maybe it's on the briefcase. Samsonite! <laughs> That's it! Well, I was way off. <laughs> yeah, that movie has like a lot of good one-liners in there. Yeah. A lot of good laughs. Uh, so, another... This is quick. You're good, bud. When that movie came out, uh, in the movie theater, I remember going to school, I, I was in school, and a bunch of friends went to go see that in the movie theater. I First time ever, and I have never seen it since, where you go to a movie and the whole theater is like cracking up. Like, I mean, where you, for about five minutes, you can't even hear the screen because everyone's just laughing their asses off. I mean, that movie just, it was, never seen nothing like it. It was over the top, funnier than shit. Um... Yeah, it it's was... okay. I'm a limo driver. But yeah, just anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cap doesn't want to stand my pen here. I got worms. <laughs> what was that? No, oh, it's the name of our company. Me and my friend Harry, um, we're gonna open up our own company. I got worms, like a worm oh, farm, like a pet shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. I we can play uh, going all day. I'm really good about the movie because there's a lot, like just just so many damn good one liners. And I'm like, yeah, what's about that, that one in a million talk? <laughs> Um, my friend Harry and I would like to kind of buy you guys a round of beers to sort of bury the hatchet, make it four boilermakers. Yeah, whatever oh. you say, sir. And that's Cam Neely from the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I keep like, uh, that's a nice set of set of hooters there. No, I'm, I'm talking about the, the birds. Yeah, we were actually gonna uh, cross. Uh, two two dogs crossbreed two dogs. Yeah. Um, we uh, were successful with a Shih Tzu and a bulldog. Yeah, we called it a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's laughing too. Uh, nice skis. They yours? Yeah. 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 Both of them. <laughs> Just give me the damn number. That was <laughs> it. Yeah. So like that's a. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We love that movie, obviously. <sighs> okay. On to you. Okay. All right. This one I know I. I'm going to put money on this. It's a match. I'm going to call it a match. Number 10, Karate Kid. Get out! <laughs> well, you, were, you weren't a kid when it came out, so that's understandable. You didn't watch it until you were probably like... Probably 10, though. But either way, it could have been... That's an honorable mention, yeah. once again. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't have a great pick. Great, don't get me wrong. But you know whose team I'm on. Yep. Cobra Kai. Strike hard, strike first. No mercy, sir. Unless it's, uh, what's his name? Cree? <laughs> that guy's an asshole. Just don't watch um, Karate Kid Part 3. Holy crap, it's no, that bad. No, like, or the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. I think it's okay. I don't think it, like, I get, I'll put it in rental. Because you agree, we could both agree on rental yeah. category. They did so good on the first one, though. Like, yeah, first one. I, I like the second one too. Wasn't bad. You know, when he went to Japan or was it Okinawa? Okinawa. Yeah. And then uh, there was uh, the Jaden Smith one. That should never happen. And like people are like, oh, you're racist. No, I'm not racist. It's fucking garbage. The movie was bad. Period. It should never happen. Like there's certain movies you shouldn't recreate. And like Hollywood, come on, you got the money, you got the time. Like, Nothing's original. Yeah, anymore. And that's just, it's, it's sad, though, really, to be honest with you. I got a fucking notebook full of shit, ideas, stories, 
Call me, Hollywood, Universal, Paramount, Touchstone, somebody. Yeah. Blumhouse. I don't think that, like, my one that I mentioned to you the other day when I was joking around about, like, sequels. <laughs> and then I said, like, because I said, Passion of the Christ 2, <laughs> Jesus Comes Back. I know that that's so wrong at so many levels, so I feel bad about that. Right. But uh, Well, I've been working on a Friday the 13th rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> that's for another podcast. Yeah, Friday the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday the 12th. Leap year. Change it. I'm Sheep beer. Yeah. So that brings me to number, number 10. Uh, this movie here, I don't think Troy will have because he's a little bit older when it came out. This is early to mid 90s. A Will Smith film, Independence Day. Mm. Uh, Independence Day. Just got some good one liners in there. <coughs> Didn't make the list. Uh, yeah. That, that's uh, Troy enjoying the, the American bourbon. It's burn. Very good. Yeah, he's supporting the troops, but yeah, like I said, so something I think we both can agree on, like we'll make bur- a real list. bourbon, you know, bourbon age one year is not a good thing, you know, because I, I, I don't want to bash the company, because like, I like what the money goes to, but if you're going to have any bourbon, it's got to be aged at least 12 years. Right. I think we can both agree that a lot more smoother. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's good, it's good, but... Uh, my, my taste buds are destroyed by the years of toaster strudel that I've been eating. <laughs> so, that brings me to number nine. We just talked about this two seconds ago. Uh, I, watch this, I watch this movie almost every day from <laughs> the fall, every fall. By the time I was like nine years old to when I was about 15 years old, Friday the 13th, part six. Always has to be part six, but that's my favorite Friday the Thirteenth. Is that the one with the, the camper series. in that one? That's the one with the camper. So promote safe sex in that movie. I don't like the get out of condom. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were they were doing it. They 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 were doing it. But he's being safe. Jason cut the power. He cut the power off, and they're like, "Oh shit, Court, you finished already?" And he's like, "Well, it wasn't at the end of the song." <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of funny because this and that guy's uh, John Travolta's nephew. Yeah, uh, you're right. Um, a, a different podcast. Um, I don't want to give, you know, advertising to somebody else, but this is a podcast that got me into podcasting in general. Was how did this get made? And then one of their episodes, they did Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Really? And they break down the whole movie. It's hilarious. So yeah. it mentions the whole safe sex. Mm-hmm. So it made me laugh. I should watch it. That's all listen. Yeah, Spotify. Oh no! All right. So we're, we're oh, yeah, there. go watch it, and also a good um, soundtrack too, because Alice Cooper's got two songs that he mm-hmm. made specifically for the movie. Get a love Alice Cooper, man behind the mask. <laughs> He's back. So number nine, I, I can I bet my life on this. Troy doesn't have this movie. This is a '90s movie. Pat Morita was in this movie, so I'll say that. And this movie is an adult like again. That's why like one of those where I'm like, I can't believe it. I really like this so much. And I remember like playing this as a kid. Like I wanted to be one of these guys. Three Ninjas. You remember Three Ninjas that came yeah, up? Yeah. Like Colt, Rocky, and Tum Tum. When I was with my friends, I was stuck being Tum Tum. I was so pissed. But yeah, like nothing special <laughs> at all. Nothing no, special. Yeah, no, but like as a kid, like that brings Bye, like yeah. yeah. The funny part about that movie though, I remember that sticks with me still to this day is like because like there's like these bad guys that try to break into like the 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 three boys house, the three ninjas. Uh, like, a, there was, like, a pizza that showed up at some time. So, they put, like, some kind of X-Lax stuff into, the, like, the soda. So, one of the guys that broke in the house drinks, like, the mm-hmm. soda and stuff. And 
it uh, has an effect on them. Yeah. There's, there's some kind of funny parts, nothing special, but like, as a kid, I'm like, oh man, I, I want to learn karate so bad. <laughs> uh, number eight for me, Michael J. Fox basketball movie, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, I, I, I didn't see that until I was in high school, but a great yeah. movie. I just watched that too, that's a great movie. Uh, my favorite part is like the, like the car surfing. Oh, yeah. The Beach Boys? Yeah. These waves are mine. Yeah. With styles? Yeah, like when he, when he bought beer, too. Yeah. Like, because, like, the one kid couldn't get beer or whatever. Like, no, I need a smile And then when uh, Michael J. Fox did, he wolfed out. That's how I get beer, I guess. Yeah, his eyes are glowing red. Okay. You just, you, you just, kids just can't get it through your dick skull. Dick skull. Thick skull. Bourbon. Thick skull. goddamn skulls. Listen, no ID, no goddamn beer. <laughs> that was funny. So number Probably eight. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. yeah. So I mean number eight. Uh, <laughs> this is a '90s film. I don't think Troy has this. It may probably feature on our list at some time. Sandlot. Number eight. Sandlot. I almost put it. I almost put, but I was a little bit older when that. Like I was like past the. Because yeah, I was probably you know between six and eight roughly yeah. when I came out, and I love baseball so. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's been featured in other podcasts. We talk about the whole Chaw scene or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you relate to it. Even if you didn't, like, grow up when it came yeah. out. I mean, you who, who doesn't know Babe Ruth? Right. The great Bambino. Yeah. The Soul of Swan. Yeah. The King of Crash, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, who doesn't remember Wendy Peppercorn? She was hot. Oily. Lotion. <laughs> okay, it's time for a match. We're I'm on number six. I'm on number six. Goonies. Do you see number six, Goonies? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this hasn't happened for a while, oh, but you're in for a magic okay. moment. This is, this is a golden match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on the movie? And yeah, on the- yeah, it just happened. I got another Goonies one for you. No, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm getting excited here, so I'm gonna play one more because that's one, worth a a triple play. <laughs> golden match! I got golden match! I got Goonies for oh, number six. Yes, it just happened. Dude. So obviously you can see where it felt like I called it and it happened. That was ma- that was magic. I feel like David Copperfield. Like I feel like we should get five extra. I'm putting it down for hundred extra. That is just amazing. And I, like you're like, wow, you guys are dorks. But uh, we we don't we don't these lists are made up on our own time and to come up with fifty in your childhood was later than mine. You're different. And we got Goonies for number six. And, and it just freaking happened. The sound bite that you picked was Goonies. Yeah. The before the show. Intro song from Goonies. Oh yeah, we got City Lopper good enough. Holy Christ. Yeah, so you just witnessed the magic moment. Uh, this I'm, is amazing. I'm blushing. Me too. I'll say it. I'm doing a truffle shuffle. You can't even see it. Yeah, so normally I don't play three sound bites for a movie, but it just, like, obviously we picked ten over under. Not looking good. It's time for match. We got the match, and it was a golden match. Holy Christ. Shit just got real. I'll say a, it. That was a real moment. Sorry for getting so excited, but goddamn. So that brings me to number five. That was awesome. On me? No. Uh, 
as we come down here. <laughs> I don't know if Troy has this or not. This movie obviously shaped my baseball preference for a favorite team. It's been going on for 30 plus years. Major League. Number five, I got Major League. Yeah, I don't got that. I don't got that. That's all right, man. You're still a diehard Indians fan to this day. Absolutely. No matter, even though they're going to change the name next year. However, I did read an article that they might postpone it for another year. What do you think they should be? Well, personally, like I don't want to get like politics because people stop posting this and stuff. But this cancel culture stuff is kind of getting over the top. And I've seen a thing, too, where they interviewed Native Americans and the whole Indians thing. And they're very proud of the fact that they call them Indians. And if you want to, like, argue, like, the whole racist terms, like, because we came up with the, like, the Iroquois, like, the Sioux, the Comanche, Cherokee, the white people came up with that. So if you want to argue racism, that's on us, really. That's kind of offensive in their eyes. But Indians, they could care less. Most of them, 9 out of 10, could care less about it. So for the whole name change thing, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating to me because, it's like I said, it's been my whole life. It's been since 1904, I believe, they've been called Indians. And, like... Yeah, okay, you could argue, oh, that's racist or offensive. Come on, like, let's be adults here. No, it, it's, a, it's a sports team for crying out loud. They don't mean any disrespect. Like, Devil's Advocate, I'll meet in the middle, even though I love the Chief Wahoo logo. They got rid of the, rid of the Chief Wahoo logo a couple years back and went to the Block C. I'm totally fine with that. Like, even though it's 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 hard for me because I, I love the Chief Wahoo logo. So, yeah, we can agree that's okay, kind of racist, but the Indians thing, come on. Like, we need to get over ourselves, and yeah. it, it's 2021 20, now, let's be adults. So that, that that's just my thoughts. If you could go the other way and think, hey, that's racist, that's fine, that's your opinion. But for me personally, I think we just need to move on and worry about bigger shit, you know, bigger issues with this country than, you know, a sports team's name. That's just my thing, personally. Well, uh, I'm a huge Raiders fan, <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised that they haven't complained about uh, changing their name because they are uh, Raiders and... Um, you're sort of uh, promoting stealing, pillaging, you know, and um, <laughs> so, I mean Raiders, Buccaneers, Scraping. Raiders, Pirates, Buccaneers. You know, none of those things are, are positive if you look at historical. Yeah. Um, but teams, team mascots, team names are supposed to be intimidating, and it's an image that you're creating. It's not. I, so a I think we, I think we can both agree that that's getting like a little ridiculous. It's horseshit. Yeah, or or like look at the like the. Washington Redskins. Oh, the Washington football team? Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, nobody's, nobody's creating a baseball team called the, you know, Hitlers. Yeah. Yeah, so, like sports, I'm saying, look at the, the past year. I'll go on a tangent here. The past year, okay, 2020 was a rough year with this whole coronavirus outbreak. You know, we're trying to figure things out. And, and like, Throughout this whole coronavirus thing, you see like a lot of cancel cancel culture come in the picture, and it's like, come on, guys, like you know that's that, that's our biggest problem right now. Like this virus, fake or real, whatever. Like I think that our biggest concern is that you know we're Americans, you know we live in a free country, we should be grateful for what we have, compared to most nations we don't have, you know like don't have luxury we have, and to get upset over a freaking baseball team that doesn't affect you, and to be honest, like. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like like most white people are upset about the whole like you know name things than the actual pe- like the indigenous people themselves. And I think you need to get over yourselves. Period. Okay, we got bigger things to focus as a country. Okay, you know like 
people look at us as, you know, we're the light of the world. We have freedom. We have a lot of stuff a lot of people don't have compared to most nations. So instead of us to being divided against each other and pointing fingers and, like, canceling each other, you know, like, we need to come together, period. I know that's just my thoughts. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to that. I'm on a soapbox. Wow, we got way off. Yeah, we have. It it should have been said, though. I think it had to be said. Yeah, it did. Well put. Well put. Speaking of America, I'm on number five. I know you got it. Oh, I really hope so. Top Gun. I got it for number four. So close. You did do it. Just do do it. it. Just for the sake of arguments because... so damn close before. That's the thing if you notice, if you listen to our shows, me and Troy, like we're almost on the same. Rules can be bent, but maybe not broken. But if you... There's a... (laughs) Sloth, I guess. (laughs) So we were within one there. That's pretty. That's pretty good. good. So that brings us to six. So in a perfect world, if we end this, we'll get nine. If we match up till the end. But if we got the golden match, I think even we never discussed this. That should be extra points. Period. That's like at least counts as five. I think so. So if we count the golden match, we're already we uh we've uh reached. We we covered the spread, if you will. So that brings it on to me. So number three is already covered with Batman. 1989, to keep her moving. This film, I mentioned in a podcast or two before, a Swayze film. Roadhouse. Yes, so I got Roadhouse here. Yeah, I mentioned before the whole headbutt thing I talked about before. Or that... That was a great movie, just in general. Pretty obviously, you got uh, Sam, Sam Elliott. I like it too, where he has like this shitty car that he drives to the bar, and then he goes to his junkyard, whatever, and then he just gets like tires because he knows his tires are gonna get slapped. Yeah, but that's kind of sad. Right. Yeah, well, that was a great movie. I uh, love that movie. I didn't have it for my list, but I mean, for all time, all time movies, it's it's definitely on the top fifty all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four for me is, uh, this movie I watched a lot uh, growing up, and I, uh, I don't think it's, it's not really well known, but it's called Just One of the Guys. I think we mentioned this before in a different podcast. We may have, may have, but, uh, it's like, uh, it's this girl in, in high school, and she, uh, she wants to be, a, she enters one of her, uh, papers for, like, a writing contest, and she doesn't get picked for it and she gets upset so she like transfers schools but she transfers as a boy yeah to enter the contest as a as a guy and then so she's um she's portraying herself as a boy or whatever but then she meets another guy at the school and their friends she ends up having like feelings for him but he's he doesn't know that she's a woman <laughs> uh, until like at yeah, the end of the movie <laughs> and it was, it's just it's just funny it's a great 80s 80s movie uh you know just Kind of when you're when you're in school and stuff like that, because it takes place in they has a lot of like high school scenes. So when you're growing up and stuff like that, you kind of think of yourself in those scenarios. Or scenarios if you're an asshole. Scenarios if you're an ass. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like how come every time he like he takes a word and he just makes it into. <laughs> I just have fun with it. So this brings me Let's to. Get so get the scar tape. Yeah. Eating pineapple. Um. So I'm on number one here. 
this. Oh, you're on one? Yeah, just because the matches and how things line up. So we could argue right now, like I said, we could cover the spread. If we come up with a golden match, we get bonus points for it, if you will. We're already there. If we don't, yeah, we're close, but not no cigar. Um, this film has almost made every podcast, probably. This is a film that's near and dear to me. Obviously, it shaped me for my career, for what I ended up doing in life. Troy knows my other job, so it happened. Beverly Hills Cop, number one. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, great soundtrack, you know, just... Aqua Foley. Aqua Foley. What's your name? Serge. Serge? Serge. Yeah. I, that ain't me. No, I'm from Buffalo. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the soundtrack on that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stuff like that. And obviously, I could go on all day. We probably make a whole show of the one liners, even in that movie in general. But yeah. Probably those cop shaped my life. And obviously, you know, I ended up working in law enforcement. So. Need I say more? He's the white axle Foley. All right. I, I haven't really worked undercover much. I've, I've done a couple of uh, investigative cases, but nothing too crazy. Uh, oh. You got Beverly Hills Cop on your list at all? I don't. I was, ho I was hoping maybe you would. So right now, spoiler alert, without the whole golden match, okay, if we count as is for points, we're at seven. So we're just under... Uh, well, under the 10. Under the 10. But technically, yep, yep. The, the golden match, though, we had the golden match, yep. which magical moment in podcasts for us, we're there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'll, I'll run by the three. I have, I still got three left. Yeah. So. Um, Only doesn't have? Yeah. Um, I'll run by pretty quick just because he, he, you know, I already know that you're not going to be on your list. But uh, number three for me was long shot. That's another old time. No, absolutely. It's a yeah, good pick. I agree with that. Number two, Beetlejuice. Don't say it three times though, because bad luck happens. <laughs> I more so watched the cartoon as a kid. I remember Beetlejuice. Obviously, I, I had the action figure too for Beetlejuice, where like the head would come off, but the head would shoot up. Can you uh, look on that? See where Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is by Beetlejuice. Yeah. See right next to them those two figurines from the cartoon. Jeez. <laughs> so Troy's a big Beetlejuice. Oh shit, we almost said it twice. <laughs> Beetle guys. Uh, Beetle juice. You can guess number one. Yeah. Guess guess my number one. I can't say it three times. No, that was Beetle juice number two. My number one skateboard. Okay, so I'm going to take a wild guess here. It hasn't happened unless I know Troy loves this movie. It also features Josh Brolin. Yes, this movie. Excellent soundtrack. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm going to bank on. I'm going to pick my paycheck on this one. I'll watch this. I'm going to regret it if I get wrong here because Troy's going to be sitting pretty good. We're getting hot. Thrashing. Thrashing. Number one. Hey, Number one. The movie with the longboard. I remember the longboards were big in California then too. I remember I had a longboard as a kid. I remember like the brand was Nash was a big name when I was a kid. Nash for skateboard and he had a skateboard in World Magazine or something Shit. like that. You should have got Bones Brigade. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I remember rocking a Nash. Skate you're gonna skate for Smash Skates. Yeah. Corey Webster, Josh Brolin, Robert Rustler had uh, a crew his uh, skateboarding crew were like the bad guys, the tough guys, hooking the daggers. <laughs> but yeah, I watch a movie every Every time you could. Every damn day. Absolutely. So that was number one for That me. was number one movie. So thank you for tuning in and listening to us and putting up with our rants. You know, yeah, we may have to go off the tangents, but you know, we had to put the facts out there. This is our show. It happens. 
It happens. So, um, before we uh, sign off with you guys, uh, Troy, what do you think, or Professor TJ Clubberlang, what what would be your next pick for our next show? Would you get any ideas for uh, topics, what you'd like to do? Well, I mean, I think that we've been doing a lot of movies that are, you know, ending up popping up on this, you know, same list on you know, mm. each show or whatever. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to think of something that's going to be maybe uh, where we can get some different movies. Something that's kind of off the off the norm. Yeah, because yeah, because like it, I don't want to be re repetitive and yeah, because we don't want to be like boring to you guys. But like, there's a couple of movies that we can point out to you could agree. They're they're just great movies that stay on the test of time, and that's why they keep making our list. And that that's the way it is. Period. And that's our opinion. You know, if you think otherwise, hey, that's fine. Um, Maybe some some quirky like uh, movies that need to, movies that could uh, use a cool sequel or movies that uh, could be redone since they're redoing everything these days, anyways. But yeah, another idea too I had because the baseball season's coming up. You know, this is just food for thought. You know, like we haven't decided this yet, and when it happens, hey, it is what it is. But uh, you know, sports movies, we love our sports movies, yeah, sports and then we can movies. apologize to Canada finally. Mm -hmm. Another one too. I I also. Uh, throwing this way in left field here but since we're here is our, our westerns list because our westerns list really hasn't touched anything at all yeah. our westerns hasn't come up period and then we, i remember we did a practice run through if you will before we even went live we had like a lot of good laughs with that yeah. kind of yeah like, like yeah. you could yeah because there's a lot of western movies out there that, yeah because uh, yeah because when we like i said we used to, before this even became a podcast we, we did this as a joke like just for fun making our lists and uh before we made our list <laughs> I I dropped my pen again. The damn thing is so slippery. But uh, yeah, our western. I had to watch a lot of westerns in two weeks. I remember a two week period. I just westerned myself to death, and uh, we had a really good time doing it. So you know, uh, I don't, like I said, we we and Troy work different opposite schedules. We try to get together when we can to bring this uh, good entertainment to you. So thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Hope you had a good time. Mm -hmm. Hope you had a good laugh. And uh, like I said, we, we, we try not to get into politics too much because we had a tangent near the end there. But yeah. we, uh, we just uh, think people should just relax, period, I think, and just enjoy life. You know, don't worry about the small things. Right. Yeah, yeah and don't, uh, I would say maybe, don't take yourself so serious, you know. Yeah, yeah. Life, uh, life isn't meant to be a... Uh, Headache. Yeah, so, yeah, because, like, I think something mentioned to one of our shows a couple episodes back with their quotes, you know, how 90s was a joke, how 90s was, like, the big thing where we, I'm going to sue you kind of thing, yeah. and then it carried on where people are all upset about whatever and get, you know, butthurt. Yeah, like, just, yeah, you know, life isn't perfect, but, yeah, don't get upset over things and just try to enjoy things for what they are. Don't read too much into it. I think that's the reason why we like movies so much, because it's a good outlet. Yeah, because like yeah, it... Yeah, you know, you can, we're talking about movies that we grew up on, and you start reflecting, like mm. <clears throat> you're thinking about movies back when you were watching them, you know, when you were a kid, and um, like the, I guess kind of need to, yeah, the joy it brought reflect, to you. yeah, you know. So, so thanks again for tuning in to Movie Professors. We hope you liked. It. And again, as always, you know, um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you want to reach out to us for anything. Say hi, or your show sucks. We any kind of feedback, like I said, we're very grateful for. Uh, if you write to movieprofessors at gmx.com, again, M-O-V-I-E-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R-S -S -S at gmx.com, like it's spelled, you know, please, please reach out to us. And there's a chance, too, reaching out to us. You could possibly receive a free swag bag 
from Sawdust City Candles. Thanks for tuning in. And then, Troy, you can close it out here. Yep. And uh, also, if you guys, uh, if you think of a, maybe a topic or uh, something that you want us to do, it doesn't have to be top 50. We could do like a top 10 and just keep it real real short. We could do a couple of them just for fun. So anything like uh, Professor J.B. Bullet said, um, reach us on email. Uh, and any comments about how bad we are, we're, uh, we're all ears and you're not going to hurt our feelings too bad. But appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, we're not snowflakes. Yeah, we're, we're not made out of paper mache. Yeah. But I appreciate everybody tuning in and, and thanks for giving us the, your ears. So you can say it, Troy. All right, class is dismissed.